am it's your boy Jason Craig, aka the friendly neighborhood dreadhead, and I'm here with my boy Adam Sampson, and we got a returning guest, Ryan George. How you doing, man? Good. I'm glad to be here. And how you doing, Adam? Oh, doing great. All right, always a pleasure. Well, tonight, guys, I know it is not Sunday, uh, it's Tuesday. Gotta apologize. I just was going through some things, I didn't feel like doing the show. But hey, I'm here now. We are here and we are live. And speaking of live, we're going to talk about some live. Well, one lively showing, one not too lively. And uh, also, I know these guys probably didn't see it, but I'm going to um, give you guys my thoughts on the Netflix uh, biopic, Dahmer, because I heard all of the, all of the, um, all the hype behind it, how everybody was talking about Evan Peters' performance. So I said, hey, let me go ahead and see what this is hitting on. Um, but let first let's start off with uh something that I was the I was the only one that watched it because I was I didn't inform everybody. <laughs> well, somebody somebody had told me I just assumed that they watched it and I didn't check to see if they watched it. <laughs> but uh we're gonna talk about cyberpunk edge runners now for all you that may know cyberpunk 27 2077 was a game that came out i want to say 2020 i want to say it was 2020 and by god y'all it was the worst it i mean the worst video game launch ever i'm talking about bugs i'm talking about people falling through the falling through the map it was really bad, y'all. Like, really, really, really bad. So the game died a little bit. Then it kind of came back into, you know, relevancy once they decided to finally update. Say, hey, we got this problem. Let's go ahead and uh, try again. So they up. They finally released the PS5 version, PS5 and Xbox Series X version at a discounted price because nobody wanted to pay $60 for that, for that shit. But hey, I was a fan. I was like, okay, cool. It's back in relevancy. So then I want to say a week ago or two weeks ago, CD Project Red and Studio Trigger for all you anime fans out there, y'all y'all will know Studio Trigger for anime such as Kill the Kill. So you can already tell that this shit gonna be crazy. Right. <laughs> and, and boy, this shit is crazy. Uh, I'm about to play the trailer, and y'all, y'all do not know how difficult it was to find a trailer. That did not have any sets of titties in here. Like every trailer <laughs> I looked had just titties on the screen. And Facebook and Twitch, I don't want them to ban me, so I had to find a way to get these titties off of this trailer. So before I talk about, it, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this trailer. All right, about now. Okay, 
Let me just first off by saying, if you are a, are if you are not a fan of hyper violence and frenetic paced anime, this is not for you. But if you were, but if you were a fan of like hyper violence and frenetic frenetically animated anime, oh this shit is for you, man. Ryan, I know you've only saw the first episode, but. I'm pretty sure you knew what you were getting into a minute in, into this show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're muted. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even see the first episode. It was like the first 20 minutes or so. Um, and even like, yeah, the first five minutes is is insane. Uh, first minute is is insanity. Um, and then and then it kind of it seems like the middle section of the show. You start to learn the main character. You're getting a little bit of that background, and then right when it seemed like it was going to get crazy again, I had uh, something came up, and then I could not watch any more of it. But it definitely like grabbed me, so so I definitely would like to watch more. And it, it seems intense and and insane. Yeah, man. Like I'm gonna keep it light. Spoilers. Like just, I'm a, I'm gonna spoil things, but I'm not going to spoil major major things because I really want both you guys to see this. Because Adam, I know you're a fan of anime, and I know oh, you yeah. like. And I know you love anime with a with a with a shitload of action, and boy, it is nothing but action in this anime. Okay. <laughs> so, if y'all don't know the world of cyberpunk, uh, I'm gonna give you a little. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little backstory or history to cyberpunk. I learned while um, preparing for this show and inter- and uh, researching this, cyberpunk has been around since 1988. It was it was first a tabletop board game, like you know the likes of Dungeons and Dragons and um, like Dungeons and Dragons and whatnot. I did not know that, so there's already lore for this. So the world, the way that the world of cyberpunk works, it's basically well, you know, cyberpunk. You know, everybody's augmented. It's a futuristic reality, and of course, people are shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you have. You have two factions warring with each other. You have this this um, Japan tech. You have this Japan military military company, um, Arasaka. Then you have, I guess I want to say it's the United States company, Militech, and they're at war with each other. And we follow our main character, David Martinez, who is a he's a, like you know he's just like any other seventeen year old uh, poor. Um, his mom does, I guess, cleanup duty. I guess she's an EMT of some sorts. So she picks up, like, you know, body parts. And then judging by what Ryan saw, she got a busy job. <laughs> she got a very busy job. Damn. Like, <laughs> the the one thing about I can't say about this show is this show is going to let you know if this is for you or not. The first minute, the first five minutes of this show will let you know this is what you went for, so you, you can either strap in or you can get the fuck out. But if you want to stay, be ready for a hell of a ride. So the way I'm gonna just the way that this starts off is a site. Um, when somebody is when somebody has too many augmentations on their body, and like they're basically more uh, more uh, machine than human, they go into a state called uh, they they go into a state called cyberpsychosis. 
and they call these people cyber psychos and what these people are imagine imagine a crackhead combined with the meth head high on high off of methamphetamines and got speed in his system with a bunch of guns that is cyber psychos <laughs> yes oh wow yeah okay all right <laughs> and ryan can attest there this man could take out a whole army if he wanted to and so david's uh so we follow the character of david and his and his um tr- and his journey in the in the city of night city which is the which is where the main story takes place and he meets up with a ragtag group of you no know, thugs you have uh hold on, let, me, let me look up their names because i do not remember them off the bet but yeah man uh also another thing that'll probably sway some people if you like titties hey this hey this show got it <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about all on like titties just everywhere on the screen you just can't you cannot escape it every episode i like yep that's a pair of titties that is a pair of titties but all right, so so for for um his for David's squad we have Lucy, um, Rebecca, Maine, Kiwi, uh, Dorio, um, and Pilar, at which Pilar is Rebecca's brother, and y'all this man crazy, like Pilar is fucking insane. I don't think you got to meet Pilar yet, uh ryan but he is the eccentric one of the group (laughs) and the thing that i really commend this anime for all of the action and it's a lot of action you actually get time to spend with these characters and actually grow attachment to these characters that's one thing that's one thing i do like about this show because in lots of animes mainly like anime such as dragon ball z i love dragon ball z but you don't get really attached to any of the side characters. I'm not attached. Only character I'm attached to is probably Krillin and Tien. That's because I, I like Tien. Nobody was attached to Yamcha. Nobody was attached to Yamcha. Hey, I'm a, I'm attached to Piccolo. Well, that's because he's black. But <laughs> but <laughs> but that's one thing I do like about this show. Like you think that some of these characters are one note. But they actually have a little bit more to them, especially a character of, of Lucy. I'm not going to explain much, but I'm not going to spoil much. But she has a very messed up childhood. I'm talking about basically if you were in this show, picture like picture like the tragedy of Game of Thrones, but in a cyberpunk setting. Nobody is happy in, in this show. Nobody is happy. Nobody. No, no nobody. <laughs> nobody is like innocent people innocent people they they can get it uh uh, main characters they not safe like this show is this show is unforgiving but if you play the game of cyberpunk this world is a very unforgiving world but i love that about this show because it always keeps you guessing because you don't know who is going to survive who's going to die who's going to get through this thing but man now let's talk about some of the things I did love. Like I said, I'm a sucker for world building and 10 and 10 episodes, 10 25 minute episodes 
I feel like they did enough. They did a, a lot of world building in just this one season. It explained the world around it, uh, the different factions, what's going on in the world. And I want to say that this happens before the game or probably around the same time of the game. I don't know. I got to do more research on it. But I was really just dragged into the world and the main characters. Now, I I will say this. I, I, the, um, the character main, he's a black stereotype. <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up. Oh, come on, man. So, so they made him, they Jim Crowed him. They didn't Jim Crow him, but like, he like, <laughs> he says dog a lot. He says dog a lot. And I'm pretty sure he black because like, he's not like really, really dark, but he's a darker skin. But he's a cool, he's a cool ass character. First of all, he's swollen as shit. Let me see if I can, I want to see if I can pull it up. Hey, man, he doesn't say that is whack, does he? No, nah, no. Nah. He just says dog a lot, but he, he's really cool. Like, he is a really dope character, and he's um. Now, one problem I did have is his character. They didn't really go much into detail about his. Th- there's an arc. There's a kind of arc that they set up, and throughout the whole episode, you're wondering like, oh, I wonder where this is gonna go. They kind of don't go nowhere, so I guess that's like a downside. Not everybody gets the. Not everybody gets that backstory that you're hoping for to see how they, how they got there and whatnot. But Adam, you will you will like this. I don't know Adam will like this. David starts off as a bitch, and I mean he starts off as a bitch, can't do nothing. But this a certain it's like midway through the season. When I say that this man he mans up, oh he mans the fuck up. I'm talking about like David's David's a scrawny kid, y'all. He's scrawny and puny. But after a certain period of time, and you see David next time, this man is this man is swole. He took cyber steroids. This motherfucker is big as shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? All right, David, I, I see you. I see you. And <laughs> and, and he he uh he he changes a little bit. Some good, some for the good, some for the bad. But that's one thing I did like. They actually evolved his character. Um, for the character, for the character Lucy, she was also a very, she was also a complex character, and I was really digging her character. Uh, Rebecca, if y'all watch anime, y'all know that one crazy ass side character that's very eccentric and not and ready to just get into action and ready to kill anything. That's Rebecca. <laughs> that's Rebecca. You then you got Kiwi, who was the the edge runner or the hacker of the group. And yeah, y'all know how hackers are animes. Kind of plain, plain and straightforward. Main is the muscle. Picture, mm, picture a light skin. Ver- picture well, not light skin, but picture a lighter version of Barrett from uh, <laughs> from Final Fantasy. And that's and that's Main. Okay. <laughs> and so the whole premise of this show is. David, um, he has tragedy at the beginning of it, beginning of this show, and then he makes a very bonehead decision to get an implant that, uh, an implant that can that can do, do a lot of harm, do a, just do a lot of harm in general. Y'all got to watch it for yourself because shit's crazy, and you can slowly see 
how this affects not only David, but everybody else around him. And it just gets from it get just gets crazier and crazier and crazier throughout the episodes. It's like it's like the writers of Cyberpunk Edron says, How crazy, how crazy y'all want to get? And they say yes. I'm like, all right, all right, I see you. I got you. Because by the end of the episode, it is by the end of the episode, like I said, if you like frenetic action, just that frenetic style of animation, like a killer kill. And I'm pretty sure you've seen killer kill and how oh, crazy that can get. Huh? Several times. And yeah, you know how crazy that gets. Yep. So just picture that on steroids. That is this. Okay. I have to check it out, definitely. Yeah, man. But yeah, like, I didn't really have many problems with this with the show. Only thing I would say is, like I said, I didn't like how the how Maine's arc ended, and I just did like the ending was it was a, it was a tragic ending, but it was also a bit it was like also a lackluster ending. But then again, when I look back at it, it's the only way I saw this ending. Um, I love the cyberpunk setup. Like I went back to play the game right after I got done watching the show because I wanted to get back into the world of cyberpunk, and I'm. I'm, I'm having a blast again. I'm having such a blast again. Um, I thought you said yeah. the game sucked. No, the game didn't suck for me because I played on PS5. I was not one of them broke motherfuckers that, that bought on PS4. I bought on <laughs> I played on PS5. It wasn't glitchy okay. for me. If you had it on PS5, PS4 and Xbox One and the first generation, uh, like not the Series S and the X, but the Xbox One and the PS4, Oh, you had a horrible experience. I, I like, it, like so many glitches were funny. Like one dude was just walking, then like a cop just morphed into the door. What? And started, and started shooting at him. People were t posing out in the middle of the street. People were people's cars were like hitting the air and flying and like going flying. People were falling to the center of the earth. <laughs> one Damn. dude. One dude had punched a, <laughs> one dude punched a handicapped person in the in a wheelchair, and the handicapped person got up and ran away. And I'm like, I think that's what? a glitch. Yeah, it's a glitch in the code. <laughs> so, so. Man, that must have been funny as hell, though. I'm not even gonna lie. That <laughs> and, and yo, guys, I don't have a problem saying that because it's it's not real people. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta laugh because it was also. A handicapped person, <laughs> and y'all, this was his words. But he like, hey, he like, hey, hey, cripple. He punched him in the face, and then the dude had said, "Fuck you," and then got up and ran away. And then dude said, "Hey, get back here." <laughs> <laughs> and that was oh, man. that was their experience. But my experience was fun. <laughs> I like <laughs> and. The best part about this show is it brought back, I think they had like a 30 or 40% spike in players, return of players after this, um, after that people got done watching the show after the first day. So yeah, man, that's good for it. But if I had to give this a rating, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it a low movie theater. Can't go gourmet because like I said, a lot of plot points they kind of just leave at the wayside, and the ending was like even it was even though it made sense for it to be tragic, 
it was still a lackluster ending. I was like, the uh, one of the final conflicts, you're like, that's how that ends. Well, that was that was a waste of time. Hmm. But hmm. other than that, if you like stylized anime violence and sex for all you horny people out there, they even got some of that sex in there for you. And cyber titties, if you're into cyber titties. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I highly recommend this anime. And go play Cyberpunk 2077. PS5 version. Well, next-gen version. If you got a PS4, don't touch that. Your PS4 might blow up. Don't don't, don't touch that. <laughs> how how does it compare to um like Arcane? Because I'm thinking that's the most recent like animated property based on a video game that was that was really good. Like, how do you think it compares to something like that? Arcane is better. But they're both really enjoyable, but Arcane is better because Arcane has better has a better way of of wrapping up their story like their plot points this it kind of wrap it kind of wraps up the plot points kind of sloppily yeah but but you still feel for the like just like how i felt for the characters in arcane i had a connection to these characters in um in cyberpunk so that was cyberpunk saving grace was the characters because this is just another another action anime it would just be generic and it would not be fun but these but these characters have things to do they have goals and motivations and some of them are complex not all of them a lot of them are types but uh, but but um some of them are complex and that will keep you into the anime and david he's a fun protagonist he's a very fun protagonist yeah. okay but uh um uh, all right okay adam well uh i got you but uh while adam is a uh, while Adam is away, let's let's catch up with my boy Ryan, man. So Ryan, what's been what's been up with you, man? Um, not much. I've been busy. Work's been busy. Um, okay. And then a tr- little bit of travel. Like I did a decent amount of travel this summer, which was nice, which is you know great. Um, and then uh, hard at work in a comic. I'm working on like kind of developing, uh, like in the process of getting the artwork done on my first kind of first comic, which okay. hopefully um, I will have some news uh, towards the end of the year. But it but it's looking great. Like I, we've got like the first ten pages like have been colored and and looks awesome. So that that's been exciting. Like like one of the more it's been one of the more rewarding experiences has been writing a comic. Cause it's one of those things like, you know, I'm not an artist. So, you know, it's like you, you, you have an idea and you write stuff down and then you give it to an artist and you hope that they can kind of take your ideas and put that on paper. And, and it's been really cool. Like it's been one of those, like, you know, I think the great thing about having a good artist who can kind of take what you give them is that they're going to put stuff down that you're, you, you wouldn't even have thought of. And so it's really a cool kind of collaborative um, um, process. So that's been good. And I'm kind of working on getting my own kind of things up and yeah, it's just been like things kind of fell by the wayside the last few last month or so with work getting pretty hectic, but I can't complain. And I've been, you know, I've been doing well. So Got, and okay. New York Comic Con's coming up, so I'm really excited about that. Okay, man, I'm kind of jealous. I wanted to go to New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, maybe next year. Yeah, man, maybe maybe next year. I'm, I'm I want to start doing. Um, I want to start being a panelist at some of these cons. Yeah. That'd be, be kind of nice for the podcast, whatnot. Yeah. But we growing. We we getting there. So yeah. So, um, I have a question for you. So, what's it like? Like, what's it like trying to get in sync with your artist when it comes to, you know, writing out your script for your comic? Yeah. 
Um, you know, it's it's interesting because I've it's like such a new experience. Like, I, I what I what I found is I think I think everybody's different too because I feel like you have some writers who like micromanage. Like when they write, like if you look at some comic scripts, they they'll you know let's say it's in you know you're you know I don't know you're in a hospital you know in in a hospital room. Um, right. you know, some, some artists are, some writers are going to tell you down to the minute detail where everything is, what everything is, what color everything is, you know, and get, just give every little detail they want, you know, they're going right. to the angles and everything. Um, and then you have some people who are more like, you know, and then some artists that want that. And then on the flip side, you have some people, uh, writers that just like, it's in a hospital room. Maybe you're going to say, you know, what are the conditions? Um, you know, there's a machine and it's beeping whatever it is, but like you're very, leave it blank and then let the artist fill that in. Um, and then you have, so, so you have some artists that like that. I, I tend to find that I think there's a balance. So I think that, you know, having like, I've written a few comic scripts now, so I'm working on different things and like, there are some situations that are, that are going to call for you to give a lot of that detail, but I found at least the, the art, writer artist situation I like the best is somebody who is really into the idea and who you can kind of give, you know, say, here's what I want. And then they, they take it from there. And I think that works best because again, like I'm not an artist, so I don't have that like right. visual, you know, like, like for example, so like the thing um, we're really I'm in development on now is, is a Western. And so in that case, like I have ideas that I want, but then like looking at what the artist can come up with because they have that, that brain that they can, you know, that like I might say, okay, you're in a saloon, but they actually really know how to put that to, 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 you know, paper you know or like you know if you have whatever it is like i think they're they're the ones that are going to know those like you know a lot of the details so i think i prefer somebody who is willing to do that but that also requires that they're into the project as well like i think if you're just hiring somebody to do the job it's a little bit different than if you have somebody that that is you know invested in it too and and wants wants it to succeed um but again it varies depending on like what the you know i guess what the writer's like and what the artist is like right man Everybody doing westerns, like yeah, you know it's funny. I um I so I, I I'm not a big like I like I love a good western, but I'm not a big fan of westerns. And right. this actually this totally came out apart out by accident because it was basically I was um it was a writing prompt. So basically, like I was in this point where it's like okay, I'm writing. You know, I've I've written before, but more like you know, I've written uh, you know um prose not like for comics and i wanted to develop that so i was kind of just like okay right. taking ideas so i actually had worked this was a completely different artist um that was like hey let's work on something together let's just just to get you know i need work you need work or you know i need to practice my art I, you need to practice your writing so it was like and he was like i want to do a western so I thought, okay western that's fun because i i'm not a, a huge fan so i actually had to study like what makes a western like what makes it works what are the themes like visually what works for western so that was interesting for me because it was just like i could do that and then as i I started to write the story like it the story outgrew the artist <laughs> that i was working with so at that oh. point like i you know i really started to develop this like you know this is a really solid like a solid straightforward you know really good story and at the same time i think i i'd like to think and i'll, I'll get more into it like as we get closer to it i can talk more about like what it is but i tried to be more subversive and not just be like heroic white guy you know in the middle you know because they didn't like like you you know there are native populations that were that were treated poorly you know a lot of westerns yeah. take place pre-middle or post-civil war so i i did it you know it, i still wanted to write a western and have all the tropes of Western because right. that's what I'm doing. But I also wanted to not just have it be, you know, heroic, you know, solo white guy goes and takes down a bunch of people. Like, right. um, and, and so I, I wanted to be more than just about that. So when I did that, there was like, okay, if I'm going to write a Western, that's it. And so like, that's where like that story started to outgrow like the artists that I was working with. And that was when I was like, I got to, you know, 
this is going to be, you know, I like this. And it works also as somebody who's trying to get into comics. It's a one shot, simple story that I can do, you know, relatively, you know, easily and then work on other things that I'd like to work on, you know, beyond that. So I think that's kind of where the Western kind of came from. And it was like, yeah, that's really cool. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, get to get you back on the show. We yeah. can uh, we can push you a little bit because I yeah. appreciate it. Are you going to start a Kickstarter for it? I, so that's the question. So right now I'm actually pitching it to a few different people. So I have a couple friends at, at publishers and then I'm going to pitch it a little bit. I, depending where that goes, I would most likely just do a Kickstarter. Cause you know, I think with, with, uh, with that, um, it's so easy to get going, especially if you have the artwork done. I think the challenge right. with the Kickstarter is always like it, if, you know, if, if I can, if, if it goes up and all the arts finished, you know, it'll be, you know, I, I don't think people will have a hard time buying it versus like if I just go out and say, here's my idea and here's some concept art, you know, it's much harder to sell something like that. So, so yeah, I kind of have a, you know, working on it. I'm hoping that, you know, whatever the case is that the art's finished by the end of the year and then we can start figuring out like how I'm going to promote it and, you know, what, what the route is that I'm going to take to, um, to, to get it out there. All right. Yeah, man. Just let me know that I would yeah. definitely support because uh, I mean, I'm 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 not gonna get them, but but they're like on, on my nightstand. I got like seven comics that I bought that I bought from independent comic yeah, artists and, yeah, our, exactly. and, our, right. and, and uh, from our podcast friend Lori. I I got her comic. Yeah, I, I got her too. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, man. It's just, I need to stop buying comics. The good thing about this is it's a one shot. So, cause that, that's the other like thing is like, I love supporting art artists, but then it's like, if it's like issue one of like 12 issues, it's like, Oh crap. Now I got to commit to like all this. If I want to follow the story through the good thing about this one is it's, it's one episode, one issue It's 40, you know, 40 pages, a solid story, like beginning, middle and end. And then like there, the, the, characters are and there's stuff there that i could write another comic but it's not like a it's not a serial type of thing where like you're gonna have to you know buy issues like you know er, you're gonna constantly buy issues to follow the story yeah that's the only thing because me as well i'm trying to write my start my own comic but yeah first of all the difficulty is trying to figure out how i wanted to release because at first i was say man i just want to do it by volumes yeah (laughs) but then But then if I do it by volumes, then I realize that's gonna cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I that's interesting because because the, the, the there's a main story that I that I really want to work on that's more of like a superhero type of thing, right. um, and that I have is like, you know, it's it's like to I you know it's a lot of and and that's where it's like if you even if I release it as a whole graphic novel that's gonna be a ton of money. If I release it issues, it's still gonna be it's like it's it that then it becomes like okay how am I gonna make this work? Um, right. Because the amount of money involved it, you know depending on what what route you want to take with it it becomes really expensive because look getting a good artist you got to pay for it you know so it's like yeah. I wish I I wish I had somebody that an artist that was like I love this I'm all in you know don't worry about paying me you know we're in it together but that's like that you know that's like uh i mean that, yeah that's like the you know mythical creature you know like yeah. i like the artist i have now he's great and at good rate he's like a young like a great artist really good rates but i'm still I still have to pay for it you know and so it's one of those things that you know you just have to you know it's like working yeah. extra to to make the money to pay for the you know to, to make you know pay for this comic but it, but it's rewarding and it's fun yeah hey well you know what i I wish you luck, sir, and Thank I, you. I, I will definitely support it. Yeah. Uh, just like, just like how I think we're all supporting uh, this good old IP of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everybody is 
everybody here loves loves them for good yeah. old Star Wars. Uh the sequel oh, yeah. tri- sequel trilogy it had its ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> prequel trilogy, <laughs> you had to talk to Ryan about it. I think he liked it more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I like I think I feel like I, I I like the sequel trilogy more than most people. I like I mean I think the prequel is not great, but it has some moments, but it's not not yes. good overall. Especially Revenge of the Sith. I mean, Revenge of the Sith had some good moments. I yeah, mean, was it a exactly. good movie? No, but it had its moments yeah, where I was like, yeah. okay, that was badass. Yeah. yeah. No, if you, if you pause all the scenes, like the, my, my trick when I watch Revenge of the Sith is uh, I just fast forward all the scenes with Padme and Anakin. And if you get through that, it's a pretty solid movie. Good fan service <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so not a bad movie. Yeah. So, and, and the fight scenes, love them. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And, Lightsaber duels are always the best. And you know, to be fair, the Clone Wars, if you watching it with the context of the Clone Wars actually makes it better. Like the Clone Wars actually did make episode, you know, which I already thought was decent, like a better movie, because you you have all that context of what Anakin has gone through and what's going on with Ahsoka and all the stuff that's going on in the background. So it actually isn't that bad. I mean, like I I have like an, an analogy for that. That is to me like you know like I love the Clone Wars TV show I love it, but having that context it's like you putting seasoning on shit and eating <laughs> it and it just tastes like it it just tastes like seasoned shit like I, I do not like episode two episode two <laughs> episode two is boring I'm, I'm sorry episode two is boring and then we when yeah. you finally get to see Yoda first of all Yoda's been faking all these years he ain't fucking he he only that fucking king. But right, you, but <laughs> you like, man, he's a badass. <laughs> like, we all now nah, don't lie, everybody went to the movie because they wanted to see Yoda fight, and yeah. then you got mm-hmm. 10 seconds of that fight, and he said, Okay, I'm done. Now, like, that was not worth two hours yeah. of my time. Hey, look, uh, man, in, in all fairness, Dooku fought two other people already. So that, fight, <laughs> man, that, fight was, that fight before was but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like that fight was like that fight was but and like you said, Adam, when people use telekinesis, it those fights are not good. No, not at but, all. But okay, so we, we all kind of have different opinions on the movies. I think we can all say that, but I think we all can agree that the Mandalorian is excellent. Yep. I mean, we oh probably, yeah, yeah. And then I think we all can uh, we all can agree that Boba Fett was shit. Dude, why, why do they keep shitting on Boba Fett, man? Like, Boba, I, I just don't get it. Because Boba Fett was not what we, what they what they um, showed in the trailer. Everybody thought, like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a crime western, yeah, like, like, like a crime mafioso flick, like in Star Wars. Cool, that's something different. And they yeah. said, nope, all that fan service. Go ahead and bring it on, bring yeah. everything on up in here. Go ahead and dust off Luke. Go ahead and get Grogu. No wait, first get Mando, then. Um, Mando, go ahead and get Grogu out, out of daycare. Go ahead and bring them all in, and we're gonna make this the Mando Fett show. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, man. I hate this show. I, yeah. I, I really did. I, I never <laughs> want to see Boba Fett ever again. Like that, that show broke me. I don't ever want to see Boba Fett again. I was like, this is not the badass that I read. I read in novels and comics, played in video games. What the hell is this? It's just a man walking through, and there's so much sand. So so much so much saying. Yeah. 
Man, yo, but he, here's my whole thing. I guess it's because I never really read up on like uh, Boba Fett or anything, but I just never understood why everybody liked Boba Fett so much. Because if you watch the movies, like he goes out like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, so that's my whole yeah. thing. I'm like, why? Why do y'all all of a sudden had this this high level of respect for Boba Fett? Well, the funny thing is, George Lucas, he only put, he just put him in there because he didn't think he was going to be that popular. Yeah. Then when Boba Fett started getting popular, that's when they started really pushing it. It's, it started, I think it started in that Star Wars spe Christmas special that they did, mm -hmm. which don't, don't go watch that. Don't, don't go watch that. <laughs> but okay. it, started, it, it started in the Star Wars Christmas special, and then he started putting him in novels. Then he got his own comic line. Then they put him in video. He got his own video game. And, and like, he, his popularity rose. Like, he fought Jedis and killed Jedis with their own light. Started collecting lightsabers. He held the dark saber. Like, Boba Fett had a really cool journey, which I don't know why they didn't pull none of that from Legends. Yeah. But instead, we got Old Fett and him walking through sand and hanging with sand people. Yeah, I hate and that show. being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, or being a bitch with Power Rangers, with Star Wars Power Rangers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. So we all can agree that that that, that, that show is probably one of the weaker shows. Obi Wan, I was like, I I thought it was decent. I thought it was decent. That that fifth episode, I think it was that fourth or third, that fourth or fifth episode, that filler episode when they they had to save Padme. That's that I, I hated that episode. I hated that episode. Like why? Do we still put filler in these six episodic mm. series, mini series? Why is there filler? Why yeah, do hey, we? Hey, Jason, it, it was Leia, man. It wasn't Padme. <laughs> um, yeah, Padme and Leia, they both annoying. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that 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 episode it just it made me mad. And then I was trying so hard to like like that black actress, but they did not do her no favors by not giving her any good dialogue. Yeah, well, I'm talking about her dialogue was horrible. I like I like y'all could not out of all the characters give bad dialogue to why do you give it to the black woman? <laughs> she already catching heat, but you're gonna have her catch more heat because I can't defend her because the dialogue you give her is shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I think because I, I think she was she was great in her performance for most of it, but as the season went on, like early on, I thought she was amazing. And then as the season went on, like, yeah, I was like, they just, I didn't, it didn't make sense, but they were just the writing for her. I mean, the writing overall in the show was not great. Um, but yeah, they really gave her some pretty bad dialogue and then it made it much harder to, to like her because it was just, yeah, it was just, it, they, I, yeah, they did, did not do her justice. Yeah, man. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I like, look, as a kid, I like spy kids, but when I got older, after um, what was that uh, that amazing film that Robert Rodriguez did that everybody was like, oh, this um one of the next hottest directors. I'm trying to, I'm trying Desperado. To yeah, Desperado. Uh, at, like after Desperado, and I think it was the sequel. The sequel was all right. No, no I think like the sequel was, was all right. But after you know, look, that, once upon a time in Mexico was pretty lackluster. I'm not gonna lie. Compared to Spy Kids, it's a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's my thing. Like I after after this, hey, hey hey hey, he did a lead a battle angel. Okay, I'll give him a lead a battle. I'll give him. All I'll right, give him, come on, 
out of his filmography, though, he has more stinkers than hits. I'm gonna just say that. Okay. So I I just not a fan of Robert Rodriguez, and he just don't know how to direct people. And just it, it's like if you get into Star Wars, you just do not know how to direct. Like people do not know how to direct actors. They don't sound human. They it just the dialogue is stilted. Like I look, I look, I like Obi Wan, but that dialogue is stilted in that show. It's very stilted and very stiff. But one thing, I, uh, one thing I can't say. I don't know how y'all feel, but out of these new, out of these Disney era Star Wars films, I still say that Star Wars Rogue One is still the best out of all the out of all the Disney era films. I don't know how y'all feel, but I loved Rogue One. It was first of all, it was something new. It, 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 it was it was something new. Yes, it was. Yes, it's in between. I mean, but what was it new or was it just you know? No, it had a new direction. The, the the fact I did not have to see any of the fucking Skywalkers. I'm tired of this being a I, galaxy. I mean, you, you saw Anakin technically, yeah, no, the, and Leia at some point. Yeah, yeah. yes, CGI Leia. But like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Here, here's my thing, y'all. People say that I, I, I used to I, I bag on Kathleen. I rag on Kathleen Kennedy sometimes because sometimes she deserves it. But the majority of the blame for the for the direction of Star Wars it goes to the fans, and I blame the fans because fans they just want something familiar, and familiar can get kind of dull. We saw that in Boba Fett. That shit was dull as hell. Yeah, when, that's why I love Rogue One because it was a new direction. War Rogue One was a war movie. It was a war film. Like it was a straight up gritty ass war film, just with the Star Wars name attached to it. And that's what I loved about that film. Of course, we all know the outcome because we all know spoiler, everybody dies. But it was still a fun ride. And you you start to like some of the characters. And one of the characters that I really was really intrigued by was uh the character we about to watch the trailer for, Cassian Andor. He was a very complex character, and by complex, I mean he was a he was an asshole. He was a straight up <laughs> dick. Like, but I was like, man, why is this man a dick? Why is this man a dick? So, um, this was supposed to come out a while ago, but you know that that virus then ruined a lot of things. Like, I remember Obi Wan was supposed to be a movie that they just made into a show because of uh, you know the virus, and then I think this one supposed to come out earlier. But they said, you know what? We're going to do a prequel of the prequel. And me, I was all for it because Rogue One is still one of my favorite Star, Star Wars movies of the new age. And it like it, it gave me something different. I didn't have to be in the in the galaxy that's inside of a neighborhood known as the Skywalkers. I'm so I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad we're getting away from the Skywalkers, y'all. For a galaxy yeah. far, far away. Damn, this shit is small. It's like a, the galaxy is a neighborhood. It is legit a neighborhood with Luke next door to Leia and Leia next door to Darth Vader, Darth Vader next door to Han Solo. Like it is very, it's a very small world. But hey, they try to open it up. Huh? That's what happens when you have interstellar travel. Shit gets small. No, no, no. Don't, don't you dare try to defend. Hey, no. Don't you dare try to try to defend this lack of creativity. I'm not going to let you do it. Okay, man. <laughs> but, but before we uh go into our review, because I think we've all seen all, all three episodes, right? Oh yeah. We're gonna start off with um no spoilers, then we'll give y'all a spoiler warning, and then we're just gonna 
go ahead and hop on into Andor. So without further ado, let's go ahead and watch this uh, trailer, y'all. Spies. Saboteurs. Assassins. Who've done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Cassian Ander. No matter what you tell me or tell yourself, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something real? We've chosen a side. We're fighting against the dark. There is an organized rebel effort. Drill down and get a hunt started. You realize what you set in motion? People will suffer. Time has come to force their hand. At what cost? Everything! Every day we wait, they get stronger. Let's take them by surprise. For the greater good. Call it what you will. All right, no, that's all we can play because Disney gonna copyright the shit out of us on Facebook. We don't get copyright on Twitch for a strange reason. I mean, Facebook is kind of strict. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, do y'all want me to start it off, or one of y'all want to start it off with y'all initial thoughts of what you thought of these first three episodes? Hey, uh, I'm I'm cool with you going first. <laughs> all right, first of all, I'm gonna just say this. Uh, Disney, I, I want to talk to you. I got something very important to tell you. Thank you for not giving me the same shit I've been seeing in all these other shows. I am so glad that they actually they actually getting kind of dark in this episode. And one thing I've had a problem with in things like Marvel, Marvel, they're kind of getting better now. Marvel and Star Wars, it's like a world where nobody has sex. Like, like before the Eternals, before the Eternals of Marvel, no, they made they made like nobody was having sex. We only assumed that Tony Stark had sex because he had a child. But I'm just glad that you know they're starting to get more mature with these things, and it just makes it feel more realistic. Like the thing I love about this show, my, my I've always wondered, huh? I wonder how the how the person's daily life is in the world of star wars and let me tell y'all it is boring as shit like the first <laughs> <laughs> like i shit right. you i shit you not y'all uh in in the these first three episodes you get to you get to see the mundane lives of people in the world of star wars and it's legit if y'all seen the movie office space or watch the office just picture that, but Star Wars. That's what some of this reminds me of. It's just people living out their lives. Some people loving their job, have a stick up their ass. Some people just straight, flat out hate their job. Yeah. Some, some are overachievers. Some are like, I don't give a shit. Let's just get this shit over with. Uh, but I, I, I must say, I do like how they brought back the director of Rogue One to do this because, like I said, I feel like he did a very good job with with a uh, Rogue One, at, like directing wise, and the, for once the dialogue isn't as stilted as it always is in, in these Star these Star Wars properties. The dialogue is the the dialogue is actually good. 
the dollar. But then again, when you have um, but then again, when you have actors like Diego Luna and Stellan Skarsgård, if you have any of the Skarsgårds, you better have yeah. some good, you better have some good dialogue. Yeah, because no. um, a Skarsgård being in your movie is almost a guarantee that it's going to be good. So I just watched the movie with the Skarsgård in it. I, I just I just watched Barbarian. Go watch it, by the way. One of the best horror movies of this year. Like, yeah, like that family just that they, they weird. They look weird, but hey, they put out some good. They put out some good ass content. Hey, uh, we're gonna forgive them though for uh, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Why would you remind me of that? Hey, look, man. I I gotta be fair. Okay. <laughs> Why do you remind me of that? I tried to forget that, man. I tried, hey, man. It happened, man. You you can't just wish it away. It happened. God damn it, I'm sad. But one thing, <laughs> one thing I do like. This has a very to for this to be a Star Wars pro- property. It's funny to say that it doesn't feel like Star Wars in a lot of these parts. I don't know how y'all felt, but a lot of these parts did not feel like Star Wars. But what's up? Yeah, no, I was gonna say, like it it felt like um I was watching it thinking this feels like a British drama. And like I was like, this feels a lot like shirt, like there are parts that like sounded the song, the music and the, the way it was directed. I was like, this sound this feels like Sherlock, or like I'm watching some British drama. So I looked to see the director. So is the screenplay, it's by Tony Gilroy, wrote yeah. is the head writer, but the directors are sure enough the director directed a bunch of sherlock episodes and a bunch of british dramas so i was like oh that that's why because like the the score and just the way it's shot it just felt like a it it really felt different from anything in star wars which which did feel like fresh like so you so definitely like it it feels like what what i like is that it, it you know it's nice to not have fan service i think as star wars fans you know the fan service can be great you know, it's it's it, it, it. You get that little high when you see like a character, you know, show up from like some obscure area or just from whatever from the Clone Wars. But it's kind of nice to have a story where it's like I don't have to worry about like fan service because it's just like it's its own world, it's its own characters. You know, we know who we're gonna get in it, and um, you know, it feels much more real in a way. Um, and so it does feel like you were watching like Star Wars. You know, we we get some of the familiarity with like the aliens and the ships and everything, but it feels like also it's just a real person in their real world who kind of got himself caught up in some stuff and now has to run. Yeah. Honestly, I was getting more Farscape vibes from it for some reason. I have no idea why, but like for some reason it just kind of felt like Farscape. I guess it was more the attire and the relationship between uh, Andor and uh, Bix that yeah. you know kind of gave me a John Crichton Aaron's son type of thing going on. That uh, that's pretty much um, all that I can say about it. And you're and you guys are right. It is kind of cool seeing how a regular day would be. I mean, I guess it would be a not so regular day since <laughs> you know uh, they are after him and you know they wilding or whatnot. But um, yeah, it, I, it it was a little slow at first for me, but it it picked up real quick. Yeah, man. And one thing I do like, like I got. For me, as far as like the aesthetic and the way that this is shot, I got Blade Runner vibes from this because it's a lot of lens flares, especially in the first episode. Boy, they just love using that lens flare. Like it's a lot of lens flares, and it just has like that grit, it has like that gritty futuristic feel. 
which I like. I like gritty. I like when things are gritty and dirty because the world feels lived in. A lot of these shows, th this helps that this show was shot on location. It wasn't using volume. It wasn't using green, a lot of green screen. This was actually shot on location. And just like I said of Rings of Power, I love when things are shot on location and you're not work you're not you know using cgi as a crutch because that can make things feel not not realistic a lot of things just look real too smooth and too clean but this everything is fucking dirty and like <laughs> like the first world we see the first world we see y'all we legit in the red light district that's how dirty this shit is <laughs> true true <laughs> but i like that because it feels like a lived-in world these like these these like all these like all these characters that don't have no dialogue they legit feel like people living in this world just like the workers they go to work they do their shitty ass job they go home and then they do the same thing like one dude he has a <laughs> he has a job every morning to ring this bell and he just looks very annoyed every time he rings that bell <laughs> I, I don't know man I, he I looked get really happy to me yeah. i'm like <laughs> He looked like he owned that shit. Like, yo, what's up? This is my job. Hey. Like, Nobody in the world ha has taken their job more seriously than that guy. Like, <laughs> no, like I totally got that that vibe. That like he he that's his job. He's gonna ring the bell and he's gonna do. He's gonna be the best damn ring biller, ring or bell ringer. Right, like, like <laughs> he said, "Mama." Mama. I was about to say he looked like he was feeling himself, man. <laughs> he probably be like, he probably like, "Mama." I'm gonna be the best bell ringer you ever did. <laughs> right. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's too early. Hey, like, uh, nah, I'm too, I'm too I bet you bell. that guy's favorite song is You Can Ring My Bell. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> was, come on. It was on a plate for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna ring your bell right now. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> But yeah, man. Now, now we talking about the world, and we talking about all like you know the cinematography and the directing style. What about Andor, y'all? Well, we can tell you about Andor. Andor, believe it or not, y'all, Andor is a bigger piece of shit than, than he was in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> like like he is, mm -hmm. he is the he is the big like. Well, I'm talking about people like he always asked for favors, and he said, "I'll pay you back." Somebody legit says, "No, you won't. No, you won't." <laughs> like, right? There's <laughs> like, this one part. First of all, I laugh. Like the one thing I do like about this show, it has some comedy, but the way it sprinkles in the comedy is not forced. It's it's actually natural. There's one part where this black dude trying to get his money from Cassian, and he legit he he legit pays this one big alien to just stand there, and he says. Like, yeah, I brought him. Like, what so what's he here for? And then he then the dude just says he just paid me 50 bucks to just stand here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that See, was but, but Cassie did make him feel real bad though, man. Like <laughs> seriously, you're that hard up for money that you're being muscle for this guy. <laughs> like, I, I would let bro, I got a genuine laugh out there. And I was like, see, that's how you do one problem I've had with a lot of these Star Wars properties and Marvel properties is the forced humor in it. 
And yeah. no, y'all, I'm not talking about She-Hulk because this, that shit is supposed to be in there. It's a sitcom, goddammit. God right. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the but the comedy is actually natural in there. Like it actually feels like real people, you know, real people making light of situations, not just forcing it. And I do like that about the show because this show is not it's not like you know bright and sunny because ain't shit bright in this show. Like I like I swear the, the sun's afraid to come out even during the day. Like you barely see like you get some sunlight, but not a light. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, put it this way, Annie would be very sad in that show because the sun ain't coming out tomorrow. I don't know about I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all, but um, slight spoiler. Like we're actually going. Like, well, the, I'll give the rate. I'll give some of the rating before we go in spoilers. But I don't know about y'all. But did they give y'all subtitles for whenever they were speaking in a different language? No, no. That, okay. that's what I was like. I'm like, okay. what the fuck are the Canari saying? Okay, I would, I would just like, is my shit broken? Like, no, no. yeah, it just said like speaking Canari or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bitch, I don't speak Canari. What does that mean? <laughs> but, okay, I just wanted to ask. Now, one thing, my one of my one of my problems about this show, which it were it, it, it was a problem for me at first, but I could get over it. This show. For if if you're not a slow burn person, or, or if you don't like slowly paced shows, I ain't gonna lie. These first three episodes, yeah. they they are they had they are slow paced. They are very slow paced. But if you like murder mysteries, then hey, it might hook you because, I mean, even though you know who the fuck did it, uh, you right. still <laughs> enthralled. You still enthralled in the mystery. It's still fun. And one thing I do like about the show. We actually learned that there's actually subsects of the empire. There's actually a third party to the empire, and they legit like the shitty ass mall police. Like that's <laughs> like that's, yeah, that, that's a good way of describing them. <laughs> they've got like they've got like them tacky ass. They've got them tacky ass uniforms. They've got them. Ta- ooh, ooh, but there's one character I know. We, we gonna we, we gonna get into him. There's that one character. It's that motherfucker at your job who does the most, but he ain't gonna get no kind of recognition right. whatsoever. <laughs> like, just to be doing it. Like, th- there's a point. There's a point where his boss tell you, "Don't worry about it. We'll just sweep it on the rug." Then Sue said, "Is he gone?" All right, y'all. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta fix this case. But but you ain't hear the boss. Look, I don't give a damn. We gonna fit. We gonna find. We gonna figure out this case. Everybody get on it. Like Susie, I know you about to go on vacation, but your ass ain't. <laughs> Your ass thing, right? <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, man, come on! Like, mm-hmm. and there's this one dude. It's a one dude. He just kissing ass. He he's this one dude that just loves to kiss ass. Like he just he just all up on the boss's dick. I'm like, bro, come. It ain't even that serious, man. You ain't gonna get, like, are you are you rocking for the empire? Are you rocking for the emperor's pruny nuts that much? Like, why are you why are you this? Why who what made you like this? Like. Hey man, well, yeah, you want the status back or something? Geez, um, he's a mall cop. What status he gonna get? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> well, I, don't, I feel like yeah, if, if like the one guy is kind of like the guy who just tries too hard and the like that, that oh. is kind of like like 
the militant who's the company can, can cite like the the mission statement and you know just know like it, it, he has no aspiration for growth but he just believes in in everything about the company and is you know like i have a couple guys like that that are just like it, it, they know everything and believe in everything but they have no real desire to move up so it's weird but but no the, I, I i both hate and love those characters i think they worked really well as a, as a team you know and as as like the antagonist to uh to andor yeah, actually, I, I really did enjoy that one character. We're going to get into him because he, he is just such a bitch. He is yeah. such a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to know about him. Like, what made you this pathetic? Uh, like, I want to know. But, yeah, man, uh, I'm just like, before we go on the spoiler, I'm just getting my rating for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give, like, so far from what so far from what we've seen so far, I feel like this can be on pace to be like movie theater, possibly gourmet. I can't really say gourmet because I don't think no Star Wars show has been a gourmet for me just yet. Mandalorian was close. Man- Mandalorian was very close, but I still can't get there. Like I said, it's it's possible. I got to see more of it because I'm just waiting for, just like how all these Disney Plus shows, them to have that slow decline towards the, towards the back half because you know these Disney Plus shows are known for that. But... We get 12 episodes, so maybe yeah. they might finish off stronger. So I don't know, but like I'm loving it. I'm I still love the character of Endor. I he's still a complex character to me. Still a still a piece of shit. Like I would like I thought maybe something turned PC. Like, no, nah, he was always a piece of shit. <laughs> like he was, he was always a piece of shit. But I um I'm starting to like the character Bix. Um they had her half naked. I was surprised about. I was surprised about that. I like, wow, seeing seeing a thong line in in the yeah. Star Wars in a Star Wars. In a Star Wars I like that's crazy. I like okay, um, <laughs> we we maturing, and <laughs> and also uh, I'm gonna talk about this in, in the spoiler section. But there's something that they do that they do in the show that I didn't think that they would ever bring up in Star Wars just because they're trying to appeal to the kids, mm-hmm. to appeal to the kids. But yeah, man, I'm gonna give this. It can be like a high movie theater or low gourmet. It's on track to be that. I'm really hoping that it stays on that track. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always tough to grade like, you know, the first three episodes. So, and, and I feel like you, these three episodes are one, like you can't, you know, I think, yeah. I feel like they did this the right a movie. thing. Yeah. Like they did the right thing by releasing the three at once, because if you'd seen the one episode or the second episode, they both end in a weird spot. They don't feel like it feels you feel like wanting. Um, So it works that the three episodes are together. So I'll give it that. I would say probably a low movie theater to start. But I'll say like I had like I had no interest in the show. Like I just felt like Andor like Cassian Andor was like the least interesting character to me in Rogue One. I, I was like, there's what about his character? And I'll, I'll tell you what, like they've done a great job of it, of getting me invested in the character. Um, I think it, it, you know, again, like we talked about, I think it's been solid in how they've, it doesn't feel or look like a Star Wars show. Um, in, in, I mean, it has the familiarity, but it's not like there's no fan service, there are no lightsabers, there are no Skywalkers yet. Although, who knows what you know what we'll get down the road. But I feel like it, they, they've done a great job so far of just giving us it's its own world. It, it happens to be in the Star Wars universe, but it's its own thing. Um, and so I'm liking that. I'm really interested. Like it's one of the shows. Like I want to see it first thing tomorrow. You know, like I'm really excited to to watch it. Um, and I like where the story is going. Like obviously, this is how he gets involved. You know, with the resistance and um, or you know, and and uh, 
it's interesting and I'm, I'm excited that we're probably going to get, you know, um, you know, we're, we're going to get a uh, Forrest Whitaker at some point soon. Um, and I'm excited that we will probably get some more fan servicey moments, but I do feel like, you know, he's interesting. I'm interested in, in his journey. And right. I even like the, 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 these kind of characters that are, that seem to be pursuing him at this point They you know, they're ridiculous and awful and, and inept <laughs> seemingly, but they're interesting. So I'm, I'm liking where it's going. So yeah, I'll give it like a low movie theater, but I, but this could be, you know, eventually a high movie theater, you know, um, gourmet level. I'm partial to the Mandalorian, so it's gonna be hard for me to ever say like something's better. Like I'd say I'd probably give Mandalorian gourmet, but that might be just my own bias, um, <laughs> you know. But but uh, but but it's definitely up there and probably thus far like the second best Star Wars property, um, you know, TV wise. Yeah, man. Like I said, I understand why a lot of people didn't like 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 they thought Andor was the least interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I would just. I guess it was just the mystery behind Cassian. I like. I want to know more about him. So that's what had me. Had me like you know hooked to that character. Plus, I love Diego Luna. Diego Luna is is a is a is a fantastic actor. Like I I love me some Diego Luna. And uh, if I'm mistaken, I would like. Huh? This chick looks familiar. She looks very very familiar. Uh, and then I found out. Um. Let me just make sure. Uh, then I found out um, the character of Bix. I, yeah. I remember she was, I was like, huh, she looks familiar. And then when I look back, like, no wonder I don't remember because I hated that movie. Uh, she was in Morbius. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was the, um, she was the chick that she, he turned to a vampire. What? The love yeah, interest? That, yeah, that's her. N- no. Yes, bro. I, I, I'm t- like, bro, it was so forgettable. I, I forgot. And then, like, when I looked her up, like, oh, that is her. Damn. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, that shows you how forgettable that movie is. Because I forgot she was in that shit. Like, I honestly forgot she was in that shit. Man, yo, I just don't get how that movie was so bad and it had such good actors in it. Look, I'm 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 gonna just say this. I'm I'm gonna just be flat out with you before we go on spoilers. I really think that Jared Jared Leto he is he is still riding the high of of um that Oscar nod from Dallas Buyers Club because everything um, I've seen everything I've seen Jared Leto is this Dallas Buyers Club. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like 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 I'm like, I know you're not this bad. Like okay, so. So um so uh what you call him is the Joker I'm like it's Cholo Joker I hate this movie so I just hate him by proxy uh uh then I'm like okay I'm gonna give him a fair swing in the in the um Batman I mean not Batman Superman but in the uh in the Justice League I'm like better you were better but still not good then I saw him in a uh, House of Gucci as a uh, what's your name I said you are a cartoon. You are a cartoon in a movie about a fashion. Mo- I hate you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. If you go back, if you go watch House of Gucci, I mean, the makeup is good on him, but he legit talking like it is. Like, I'm like, he has the most stereotypical Italian accent ever, and it just sounds cartoonish. He legit sound like Mario and Luigi together. I'm like, this, this is a horrible. And then we all, and then we all know about Morbius. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Bomb to bomb twice in the box office. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> just gonna throw that out yeah. there for y'all. But oh, before we go on, Adam, what do you 
what's your initial rating? Where do you see this going? Andor, um, not Morbius. We all know how that ends. <laughs> well, uh, for Andor right now, for me, it's I'm gonna go with uh, buttery right now. Okay. And uh, you know, uh, but it's uh, getting. I see it being uh, at least a movie theater, but uh, right now it's buttery. Okay. Okay. Well, I get. I said. Well, oh, well, for me, I I said where it could go, but I see this at like I see this as a high buttery, but I might be biased just because. Like I said, out of all the new Star Wars films, I loved I loved Rogue One the most because those because well, The Force Awakens was good. Last Jedi, I was all right with that third one. That can eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Rise of Skywalker can eat a dick. I, I'm I'm sorry. That let that that reveal of Palpat of uh, Palpatine. Being raised grand grandfather, I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" And then they try to pull that bullshit off, saying, "What's your name, Ray? Ray Skywalker?" I said, "No, nope, give my fucking money back. Give my money back. Give my time back." Oh, I hate this movie. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I'm not gonna lie. I kind of liked the whole Palpatine twist because it was some shit way out of left field. I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna put it like this. See, I'm gonna compare it to the "Don't Worry My Darling" twist. The "Don't Worry My Darling" twist was I predicted it, and even though I predicted it when I saw it, I like that is fucking stupid. For this one, I didn't predict it, and then when I saw it, I like that is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think like, it's just like it, it was so it was the execution was bad you know because like at the end of the day like they were gonna go with something like well the thing is the thing i liked about the last jedi is i liked that ryan johnson was like you know she's no one like why does it matter why does she have to be anybody special and i like that he was gonna take you know right. initially it seemed like they were gonna take that and run with it and i like that idea i mean i think i like the last jedi more than most um but i i like that idea of you know like why does she have to be somebody like we can make a totally great story about somebody who is not tied to anybody um and you know so and there were rumors about obi-wan and about palpatine and, and so it's like okay fine if you're gonna do palpatine at least make it an interesting story they just drop the ball with it first like the whole reveal like it's like in the scroll oh somehow palpatine is back You're like oh okay and, and then it, it then was basically like a rehash of like return of the jedi and it, so that i think that's the part that like was frustrating is that the execution was terrible like it's like okay cool you want to bring him back palpatine cool but like they just didn't it, it did I, I didn't like yeah execution was just bad yeah, and, yeah, and, and I also, also didn't like the fact they killed the entire Skywalker line. That just yeah, really that grinded my gears real bad. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I mean, I get, I guess I'm on the fence because, like, like I said, I've read the High Republic books, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, this is such a fresh a breath of fresh air. I don't see no Skywalkers. Yeah, I, I, the, the 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 only person I think is in those books is Yoda. That's because Yoda old as fuck. But but I'm just like look, I love Luke. Don't get me wrong, I love Luke. But holding on to the Skywalkers, it is holding back Star Wars because you just rehash the shit we've already seen. Like the next show we get is Ahsoka, and I'm pretty sure Anakin's gonna be in there some type of way. Like I do not. There is oh, no yeah, way. flashbacks. Yeah, like we 
like I said, this is a galaxy far, far away. But God damn, this shit seems like it's a neighborhood. And that's my problem with this. That's why I like things like Rogue One. And I like and I like things like the like the Mandalorian. It opens up the world. And you're not like, yeah, we get our fan service here and there, but the world actually feels like a goddamn galaxy and not like everybody just live next to each other. And Boba Fett, he he need to move out now. <laughs> well, well, but I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't I don't see the difference between this not, not like I don't see how this is any different from people not living next to each other because it still makes the galaxy seem like it's just like traveling to a different state. Well, well, no, you want to know why? Because unlike the movies, unlike them shitty ass movies, these those worlds never felt lived in. Everything just looked too goddamn clean and smooth. This feels like people I live. Mean, Hoff, Hoff didn't look clean and smooth. I'm man. not talking about the the old. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about the newer movies. Where somehow, oh, okay. <laughs> where somehow the technology from back in the day looks more advanced than than the technology from back then. George Lucas, you have you are a horrible at continuity. Like, like you are horrible at continuity. Hey man, but, that's why they made the Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah, but, you know? but yeah, but that's what I. The thing about Andor and the Mandalorian. These worlds feel lived in. Um, Boba Fett, it was just sand. And then you had like a planet, then more sand. I'm like, bro, do y'all just do y'all owe the sand people money? Why do we keep going to Tatooine? Why? Why? We were they got spice, bro. They can find that shit somewhere else. We do it doesn't seem like it. Where, where else have you heard of it being on? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. God, God damn it! Like we done, we done, we done been to there and Mandalorian for a little bit. We done been to a sand planet and Boba Fett. We done been to Tatooine. Fucking Obi Wan. Why the hell? Does it's like Tatooine? Like, like does that pump money into Star Wars? Like, I really want to know because it's like you cannot have a show without a sand planet or Tatooine. Man, that's because that's how people like to start off origins, man. That's how all the great stories start, man. In in the middle of the fucking desert. That's man, just how man, it is. Man, man, look, be different, man. Put him in the ghetto. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, put him in the ghetto, man. Be, hey, yo, rub me that lightsaber. Hey, I'm cool with that. Hey, I'm cool. Man, I'm, um, could you imagine a Luke, a Luke Skywalker pistol whipping a, a, a toilet? Like, look, like, <laughs> like, give me all your credits. <laughs> but yeah, man, like that's what Andor brought me back because just like the games, like especially Nice the Old Republic, I felt like I was actually traveling the galaxy and not just going next door to borrow a cup of sugar from my neighbor Luke. So I like that. But now, y'all, we finna um, get into heavy spoilers for andor so if you have not watched andor you might, or you plan on watching andor go ahead and click off but come back in a little bit so uh gonna go ahead and put up this spoiler warning oh shit y'all have y'all have been warned so the way that the way that this episode kicks off i'm like wow wow you legit have the worst luck ever <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. But in his in his defense, those dudes they kind of deserved it. They they were assholes. Yeah, yeah, they was a uh, high off that corporate power. So, and then first of all, that that one dude died like a bitch. Oh, I'm sorry, that that first dude died like a bitch. I'm like, you even hit your head that hard, like. Like I'm like either either Andor's head is made of steel, or you got that baby cranium. Cause I'm like, ain't no way <laughs> hell you should have died from that. Like well, that, that, that kind of adds to the realism because people do like you think about how often we watch shows where people are getting like you know not like you know hit by things that should at a minimum leave them concussed. At mass, maximum, they could be dead, and it never happens. Like you just get pe- knocked down, they write back up, like nothing happened. So, like that's that stuff happens, right? Like you fall, hit your head, die. <laughs> so it does yeah. kind of add to realism. The question is, like, is that a one-off thing, or does stuff like that happen again? Because that was it was it was kind of shocking because yeah, of that. it was like he didn't do anything. Well, he just headbutted the guy and he fell. Like he's dead. Like that never happens on TV. So that that kind of worked. Well, I think it all, maybe that guy think, had some kind of condition, you know, like <laughs> maybe he popped a blood vessel in his brain or some shit. I Probably. guess, <laughs> I guess it didn't look that bad to me. I, well, for one, it was kind of edited kind of poorly when he fell because it didn't look that hard. So I'm like, oh, he just knocked out. Then when they saw his eyes, I'm like, oh, he dead. And then I, I ain't gonna lie, like as soon as uh, like as soon as I saw that he was dead. I looked at Buddy. I like. Well, this your last episode. I see. <laughs> right, like you're not gonna be in the sequel. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, buddy, you did. <laughs> and lo and behold, Andor said, "Yeah, no witnesses." <laughs> and they straight up popped him. I like, oh, we getting down like that in this show. Oh, okay, I, I see yeah. you. And then, um, one thing I thought was so hilarious, like is like. When I say this shit feels like the office, like this shit feels like your typical like everyday like everyday drama show or or comedy in some part. Like you know you got your office or you got your dramas like Suits. This legit felt like Suits mixed with the office because Stella's guard Stella's guard was legit told told uh hold up let me get this actor's name because I gotta do him just because he was actually pretty good even though he was annoying as hell. I actually liked him in the role that he's in. I oh, the one that's uh, Bix's boyfriend or whatever. No, not Bix's boy. Not Bix's boy. Uh, boy uh, hold up. I'm trying to think. Uh, what's his name? Uh, dang it. What? What is that? Okay, Stellan Skarsgård plays Luthen. I'm talking about the dude that's under him. What is his name? What? What is his name? It. Uh, he. He got a punchable looking face. I'm going to find him. Oh, uh, the annoying officer dude. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Soller is the guy's name. Cyril yeah. Karn is the character. Yeah. yeah, man. When those two were talking, it legit feels like a. It feels like an episode of Suits. Like Stellan's got got like, look, man. Just let this shit go. We got other shit to do. Like we got other shit to do. The Empire is right. breathing. The Empire is already up our ass. Like th- this is, we do not need to put our energy into this. Let's just say, let's just say they were being dicks and they got, and they and the the dude bucked back and but right. uh, but um <laughs> homie but homie was like no this must be done as soon as soon I'm talking about he didn't even wait for that for that for that coat of his 
to get out the door. As soon as he left, he said, I got a case to solve. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, motherfucker, are you Detective Conan or some <laughs> shit? I'm like, man, come on. And so I thought that shit was hilarious. Like the fact that he just, he kind of, he literally disobeyed, like he disobeyed his superior. I'm like, that's a fireable offense, I feel like. Right. Yeah, he probably lost his job and, and he and he gets more of his damn co-workers killed. Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, man. <laughs> man, that third episode, I'm just like, all this could have been avoided, man. All of this could have been avoided. Yep, if you would have just, just listened. Or just mind your goddamn business. Like, yeah. Like, well, but you yeah. know, man, he had to put in that extra effort. You know, you gotta go the extra mile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he got a mile long foot up his ass. That's what happened. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, man, and I thought like like the dialogue between them it it felt it felt natural, it felt real, and that shit was actually just kind of funny because homie was just looking very distraught and like you really gonna just sweep on the rug? Stone Scars got like, bitch, yeah, what the fuck you think we do? Like. <laughs> Right, right. We are glorified mall cops. What do you think we do here? Right. <laughs> like, bitch, this vest is blue. It ain't white. It's not black. We are not the Empire. We are. Yeah, we are not party. fucking stormtroopers. <laughs> we are third party. We, we are. We are. We aren't even Geek Squad or Best Buy. We are the lowly geek. We are the lowly Best Buy employees. All right. Right, we the custodians, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like calm your ass down. Oh, uh, no offense to anybody who's a custodian out there. Hell, I appreciate what y'all do, man. Yeah, man, I, I, I appreciate you. Maybe you can clean up uh, the shit stain known as uh, what, what's his name? Surreal Card. Yeah, cl- clean that shit stain up because oh right. boy, he he a piece shit for no reason. Right. And, and like I was saying, one thing I do appreciate in this show. Like that, I, that I said I would talk about in this section. I'm so glad that they actually want to get mature in this show. Cause I shit you not, this is one of the few Star Wars properties where they have implied where they have implied sex. Like Bix, mm-hmm. Bix, they are implying that Bix is sleeping with her boss to keep cat to keep Cassie out of trouble. I like, oh y'all actually went there, and I and I like that right. because because you want to know why? Cause that shit feels real. That shit feels more mature. Like Star Wars, it, it's not just for kids, y'all. Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars fans, you don't got to keep doing this same kitty shit. You can be mature with some of these things. Right. And, oh, and also, they got to realize hey, their original fans are in their 50s. Exactly. These movies came like, out in the the first movie, I want to say it came out, was it 78, 79? I want to say 78. Yeah. yeah. So people. Are my parents? My mom seen Star Wars when she like my mom seen Star Wars. Okay, when it first came out, like people are mature now. You can still do the kiddie shows. You can still do that. Right. But makes you can do mature things like um, that anthology series. It was a nice change of pace because you want to know why it has some mature things in it. Um, you can do that, and I enjoy and I like how they imply. Yeah, people do shitty things to other people to watch their back, especially Cassian. Boy, Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. 
Yeah. But Cat- Cassian man, ain't shit. Cassian ain't shit, but I love his character, man. I mean, I, yeah, I, it's one of those lovable characters, but but yo, man, he's he's clearly uh, the Zach Morris of the Star Wars universe, man. Cause I'm like, I mean, like that that's that's almost to the T accurate to describe him, actually. Yeah, Always man, talk, I'm like, trying to talk his way out of shit. Yeah, you know? man. Like I said, he always like man. He just trying to find his sister, but then when you see him fuck somebody, I'm like, damn, I I, I can't defend that. I can't right? defend that. Like, oh, uh, you. And the thing is, they don't make it seem like oh he's just doing like oh he's doing it for a noble cause. No, he's just doing the lookout for himself. That there is no noble cause behind it. I, I like. I mean, Huh? At the very beginning, that's the only time he was noble. Yeah, the very beginning. But as the, show pro- as the show progresses, he is like, just, you were shittier and shittier by the episode. Which, this is why I was looking forward to this show. Because the way that they described Cassian when they were hyping up this show, it like, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a piece of shit that only looks out for himself. So I said... So how the fuck he end up joining the Rebel Alliance? Like that, that's why I'm hooked to this show. Like I want to see how he gets to Rogue One Andor because I don't see this Andor risking his life to f- for the Death Star plans. I do not see that in this oh, man. Really? Come on, man! It's gonna be the same old typical bullshit. He get he gets something good uh, happening. Then he finds his sister. His sister gets killed. He vows revenge on the Empire. Blah, blah, blah. I think that, that'd be that, That's probably what's going to happen. I'm going to be mad at you if that's what happens. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> that's the story. I'm slapping you on that bald ass head that happened because I'm be mad. That's going to make this shit store bought if they do that, man. That's, that's so what's going to happen. Huh? Uh, you just spoiled. You just spoiled Andor for me. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry. It's, like, it's the same old refrigerated bullshit. <laughs> Adam, I, Adam, I fucking hate you. What? <laughs> all right, look. All right, look, look, man. Um, what's your name? Tony Gilroy. Don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. You better than that. You did Rogue One. Rogue One was great. Catelyn Kennedy. Don't listen to Adam. Adam Adam don't mean what he said. He's heavily medicated right now. Don't 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 do oh, what he apparently. said. Apparently. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't don't do that. Be creative with it. But uh yeah, so what are some of y'all's favorite moments of the show? Um well I want to say my favorite moment was when he meets up with that one dude. Uh I can't remember his name to save my life. You know, the one that he uh escapes with. He yeah. um Y'all know what I'm talking about? Let me see. Uh, trying to think. Um, damn, what's his I, I don't know his name. Luthen uh, really is the guy that he meets up with. That that take that that um he's oh Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like uh when he meets up with him, is uh that's pretty cool, and I kind of see that um developing into a uh, kind of cool relationship kind of like a, um trying to think of a good example of that well yeah batman and robin you know knucklehead kid you know older man you know that guides him towards a better path oh never mind it's him that's gonna get killed that he uh joins the rebellion <laughs> <Sorry>. well, 
I don't well, I don't know. It depends how many episodes uh Stellan Skarsgård is slated for. But I will say this, I did really enjoy that scene with them. I, I wish I would have had these scenes, but Facebook be tripping. But the scene the, when Diego Luna and Stellan Skarsgård on screen, the dialogue is actually really good. They actually play yeah. well off each other. I enjoyed that. Like I said, I'm like what like I had my problems about Obi-Wan, but the one thing I loved about Obi-Wan, we finally got that conversation between Luke, I mean not Luke, between Anakin and Obi-Wan. That was we even waiting for that conversation forever. I mean, I'm mad I had to wait to the very last episode to see that conversation, but we right. finally got, we finally got the conversation like, "Oh, this feels genuine." Darth Vader, yeah. he Anakin really feels gone, and Obi-Wan legit feels sorrow. And for here, Stellan Skarsgård, he looked like, look, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm a mall cop, dog. Look, I told him to, I told him to let it go, but it, he, he, he won't do it. <laughs> look, I help you out, right? But I don't trust you. Like, you, you, you don't got to trust me. Just, just, just come on. Right. It, it, it's already shit here, man. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, man. I yeah, I do really like that scene, Adam. What about you, uh, Ryan? What was your favorite moment? So my favorite moment was probably the when when um you know when there when uh what's his name? Cyril or Cyril or however you pronounce it, and the sergeant are are they're they're heading in the transport um to go kind of capture Ca- um Cassian. And like the sergeant gives a speech and he's like, all right, all right, you know, y- your turn. And then oh. he gives that, that awful, like, just, you know, not even that the speech was that bad, but it's just the way he, the way he, he presents it is just, you know, monotone and he's nervous and all the other people, like one guy's like yawning, looking around. And then, you know, th- then at the end when he's waiting for an applause or something, they're just kind of staring. And then, the, you know, what's his name? The, the sergeant like starts clapping. Like, oh, oh, oh. Because it was like, it was, it was funny. Um, but it wasn't like forced, um, and it worked perfectly for those characters. Like the, you got the tryhard, and then the guy who's kind of socially awkward. They all probably don't like him because he's he's the guy that tries too hard and is always getting everybody in trouble. And so that 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 scene worked really well. Man, yeah, yeah I, I, I ain't gonna lie, boy. Both of y'all had some good scenes, but I think Ryan's scene was better because that shit was hilarious, boy. Because it, it wasn't even yeah. like a slow clap. It wasn't even a slow clap. That ended, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I, motherfucker, come, come on. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, let's, uh, let's just get this shit over with. Come on, <laughs> and we've uh, all been in that situation with somebody who's like, you know, they're awkward. Whether it's a comedy thing or something where it's like it's it's not landing, and and it's just it's just uncomfortable. And then maybe somebody will kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, it's, you know, whatever to get just to break that tension. But it was that was a great scene. Yeah, right. like and then like the way the clap, like the way the clap, and like all right, motherfucker, I, I got some ass waiting for me back on my plane. Come on. Speed it up. <laughs> well, shit, if he was close to that transport, he didn't make it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Damn, I guess no ass for you, man. No no space ass for you, man. No yeah, space not, ass for none you. at all. But yeah, man, uh, that scene was funny. I, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. Anytime Surreal looked like a, every anytime what's the name look like a look like a straight jackass, I will laugh in my ass off. That, that's that's what you get. You you deserve this. Everything. Right. And, and, well, and this is the other thing is it that made it even funnier. Like he tried his hardest to look like a badass, and he just can't do it. 
Yeah, you know, he, like even his boss was making fun of his damn uniform and shit. Do y'all remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, what did you do to your uniform? Oh, uh, I made it this way, so uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> My bad. Well, nah, man. Like I said, that's that's what I'm saying, man. This show, it knows it like it knows how to sprinkle the humor in there where it feels natural. Because everything with him, you just get like you are you a sorry piece of shit. But goddamn, seeing you fail is seeing you fall flat on your face is hilarious. Like, but yeah. I gotta I gotta smile every time, man. And well, then you, um, you want to know what's the best way to describe him? He's uh what you call the ultimate hall pass monitor. Yep. Yeah. Y'all yeah. had those, you know, the hall pass monitor dude, dude who just yeah. took his damn job way too seriously. Yeah. 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 That that's who the hell he is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, wakes up, irons his clothes and shit, like, yes, I'm the hall pass monitor. <laughs> that's him. Yeah, yeah, man. Like like I said, uh, I don't know if there's any is there any other top any other um Points in the show y'all want to y'all want to discuss on? I think I mean there's it's it, it's it's I think they just do a good job of like setting setting things up and there's some you know definitely interesting characters like you know kind of um what's her name um Brix's boyfriend um who's kind of becomes a rat and clearly has I guess some issues <clears throat> but then he gets dot he he gets killed and it kind of sucks it's like you know over what um. But uh, yeah, that I mean, that was in, that was another you know interesting story. And I wonder what's gonna happen with Bricks. Like, clearly Cassian's gone, but is she gonna follow him? Is she gonna be chasing him down? Like, is she is that it? Is she not in the show anymore? It was kind of an you know interesting story because yeah, you know, like part of it also is like we we saw his world, and clearly he's got to leave. Like, what happens with his like adoptive mother? Is she gonna be around? Is she was that it for her? You know, like there's there's a lot of it. I really have no idea where it's gonna go, especially since you have some really interesting characters. And actors in positions where, like, they're not really going to be around Cassian at this point. So, like, do you follow? Are, are we going to follow them again? Are they going to try to go after him? Um, so, yeah, set, a lot of interesting things are set up, um, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Also, I, I do want to point this out. I normally dislike the droid companions, like in some of these, like in some of these shows. But I, I actually like little droid. I, I actually did like, yeah. like, like he legit, like he legit, like man, Cassian, just take me with you, man. Like catching, like, like hold on the four, like, please, like he, y'all, this is like, and and I'm not doing that for comedic effect. This droid legit stutters. No, it, it is, it, it it is funny as hell though. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm really enjoying this show. I I pray, do not fumble, do not fumble this show because I'm really enjoying this show. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm not gonna lie, there was one thing I didn't like. I didn't like that. Uh, basically, uh, Cassian grew up as a lost boy. <laughs> that is, I mean, I, I, is, were there adults? Yeah, like where were the adults? Like, what was going? Like that. That was weird. I was like, okay, what? What's going on here? Like, why? What, why are there? Where are the adults? Um, I I didn't mind it because it kind of like you're, you're looking at. I, I mean, I guess it's like a Star Wars Zian like indigenous people right like they don't have much yeah. technology they're using the you know those like kind of what we'd consider primitive weapons i i didn't mind that so much but it seemed weird like yeah they're 
there no there didn't seem to be adults around um we didn't get a lot of backstory but i guess it was th- i i would assume they're not going to tell that anymore. like the kind of whole idea i guess was to parallel that like here he was like he was once an orphan and now he's an orphan again you know and, and they're, they're kind of par- giving us those two stories and then connecting right. like how he would have lost his sister so i get i get it but it was a little weird and i feel like could have been done better but i understand like the the use of it and at least it was like sparingly so plus there was no dialogue because we, we or like, right. it was just gibberish for us so. right yeah. no one knew what the fuck they were saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. those are the those are basically the kids from the peanuts in the star wars universe because you don't see no parents around at all <laughs> And right. then the one well, I at least you occasionally got to hear them go womp womp and womp womp. I mean, nothing. I mean, we did see an adult. I mean, he got demolished by by fucking by fucking blow darts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was low key kind of. I probably asshole, but that was low key kind of funny because it like. <laughs> Boy, they filled his ass up with the blow dart. Right there, so they're like, "Keep blowing." <laughs> okay, I probably shouldn't have said "keep blowing" and held my hands up to my mouth like that. But, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's on video now, Adam. I don't know what to tell you. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like I said, I probably would have. Like, I did kind of like those scenes, but I probably would have. I probably would have enjoyed the scene more if I knew what the fuck was going on. Like, right? Disney, was, Disney was just being dicks. So I like, I want like, um, like my shit's um auto default to subtitles. And when when that shit said when that shit had the nerve to say speaking, um, Kalinari, I'm like, I know you. I I know you're not just saying. I know you had did not have the audacity to put speaking. Calinari, but not give me not one damn near word that I can understand. Like you, 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 you a bastard. You a bastard. But I don't know. Maybe it was a stylistic choice. I'm assuming because maybe we're not supposed to understand what they're saying because he doesn't understand what humans are saying at first, which kind of has me wondering how they taught him English or yeah. ba- how they taught him basic. But uh, that's a minor, a minor plot hole. But hey, well, well, here's the only thing though. That is a uh, kind of actual psychological thing. Out of he must have been under the age of twelve, because I know this is going to sound weird. If somebody is um, above the age of twelve and they haven't learned human language yet, they won't fully be uh, fully be able to learn um, uh, the human language. No, oh, well, hey, because like, uh, they tried experiments on it where there were actual kids who never spoke until after they were, you know, 12. And they picked up on some words, but they hit a stopping point like all, yeah. all the time to where they couldn't just fully be versed with it. Yeah. Hey, and I guess it kind of works because of Diego Luna's accent because he already sounds like he doesn't like he speaks broken English. So <laughs> I guess it kind of works. Yeah. Oh, also, I found out uh, Canari is uh, the Indonesian word for walnut. <laughs> the walnut trap. <laughs> yeah, like, that's all. I mean, they, they, <laughs> that's all. That's all my thing now. Just the walnut trap. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you you call them the peanut gang, so hey, it, it's suiting. It's suiting that their name means walnut, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. And they just boy, Star Wars just love killing kids. Boy, they kept that boy. They kept that one trailer. Like, God damn! Like, 
Now, my, my messed up part was, is why didn't he try to warn her or say anything? Because he's, well, that, I think all of them saw him, right? Yeah, all of them saw him. We were like, so, wow, y'all some, did she owe you money or something? Because y'all did not do at all. <laughs> right, y'all didn't do shit. Like, y'all didn't try to do nothing about that. They're like, oh, no. Not, not a, a cuckoo or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's so funny is, what's so funny is, and they actually did say cuckoo. Like, I thought that was. Oh, they did? Yeah, like, if you look, go back to the see, they were saying cuckoo. They were, that's what they, I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I'm really enjoying this show. I can't wait to episode four. It comes out on Thursdays or is it Wednesdays? Wednesday. So, I mean, like, literally, it should be on right now. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm definitely gonna check it out. Okay. Uh, so wait, does does this and She Hulk drop on the same day? What did I think so? Drop? Yeah, which is weird. Uh, she Hulk drops on Thursdays. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She Hulk okay. drops on Thursdays. Okay. Well, hey y'all, go watch. If you're a Star Wars fan that want to see different shit, go watch the show. If you're a Star Wars fan, generally you you'll find some you'll find some uh, enjoyment in this. And I'm just looking at the cast, and we we gonna. We we gonna get them Easter eggs. I'm, I'm just letting yeah. you know that. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're, okay. they're, they're coming. Yeah, I just hope coming. it's limited. I just hope. Yeah, I hope it's limited, man. That, that's all I care about. But we got two more things to do. This is gonna be real quick. Gotta get to finish it. So, uh, everybody had been talking about this new Netflix biopic, Dahmer. I was like, everybody talking about. Oh, Evan Peters gives a chilling performance. Like this man deserves. This man deserves an Emmy. This like this man deserves an Emmy. His performance is so good. I, 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 all right, slow, slow down. I'll say this about a lot of shit. Let me look this. Let me check this out for myself. So before I give my thoughts on it, let's go ahead and um, uh, let's go ahead and watch this uh trailer for uh Dahmer, aka uh, aka white people. Wow. Uh, yeah. I was about to say Dahmer, aka Dahmer. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna say AK white people wilding, aka the cops don't, the, the cops ain't shit, boy. No, but oh, oh, I got a lot, to, I got a lot to say, I got a lot to say about the goddamn police. In, in, oh, oh, yeah, I, if y'all, especially if you black, if, if you black watching this, oh, this is gonna make this is gonna make you so mad. Oh yeah, they they released a kid back into his custody or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, hold on, I'll, this shit still this shit still on, but yeah, man. And just to get a little backstory, me, thankfully, this shit went on before I was born. But when I, I when I the end of it, yeah, like the fact I was like when I read him, I'm like, he why is he only going after gay black men? Then as I started watching the show, like, oh, it makes sense because the cops don't give a shit in this neighborhood. Like, wow. Like, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to jump back. The one, one thing about Obi Wan, you this just pe- like um, j- j- um, kind of jog my memory is uh, the most unrealistic thing. Not Obi Wan, um, Andor. The most unrealistic thing about Andor was the unarmed white guy getting shot by the police. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> hey, like I said, they want to be different, man. <laughs> yeah, that that was very progressive of them. 
Well, I'm surprised we I ain't surprised we have none of them keyboard warriors be mad about that. Yeah. Like, oh now y'all got police shooting white people. No, I can't I can't stand for that. Right. That's, that's so unrealistic. They're supposed, to, they're supposed to handle them like delicate flowers. This I have no how I would not stand for this. They need to shoot that brown person. That's more realistic. No, 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 it's okay because he was liberal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Damn, we are horrible people. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. I agree. I, I 100% agree. Hey, hey, but hey, yo, but man, while that's loading, uh, how about them cowboys? Uh, Adam, what? Don't, what? don't, what? don't, don't get too excited. You beat the Giants. You beat the Giants. Hey, uh, last time I checked, we also beat a Super Bowl contender. First of all, the Bengals First can't of all, defend. What? First, First of all, of the all, Bengals. What? The Bengals line is shit. You know, goddamn well, the Bengals line is shit. Okay. Boy, Joe, Joe Burrow is gonna be Andrew Luck in in the next year. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, don't, it, don't be hating. Anyways, uh, look, shit. Now, honestly, hey, let's go ahead and watch the trailer for Dahmer. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I don't know if this shit playing. Oh, wait. What the hell? Oh, here it is. Here we are. Home sweet home. I love you so. Oh. What is that smell? Sandwich given me by Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, the hell no. Uh-uh. But man, I'm gonna just say this. Uh, I've seen only three episodes of it. I'm I'm gonna finish it because um one thing I will say about this, I like, oh, this is gonna be like every other biopic, but surprisingly, it it doesn't just talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. Really, this doesn't really focus, it's focused on Dahmer, 
um, most of the time, but really also one of the main focuses is how negligent the fucking police were. Like, like Adam said, they legit released a victim back into his custody. And the way that that scene plays out, man, it, it's heartbreaking. And, ooh, it pisses you the hell off. Because Jeffrey Dahmer, first of all, he's a horrible liar. He was a horrible liar. And the fact that they just did not care enough to do something about it, it will infuriate you even more. Like, this man was hiding dead bodies in his apartment foul smell and police came into the apartment and said what's that smell he says oh it was i, I uh the fridge went bad is dead meat in the fridge i'm like bro are y'all not going to check they walk into the room where there's a freshly killed body it's just there but they they don't walk and they don't walk like walk further into the bedroom and take a look. That's how negligent these police were. And like God I said, damn. and like I said, because they were brown people, because they're brown people, they they not because they're people in Milwaukee with um, I think it was like a, a drug-ridden neighborhood. I think they called it was nicknamed Crack Town. They didn't give a shit about nobody in these neighborhoods. Uh one of the most heartbreaking things in the second episode, very in the second episode, you hear the actual the actual police call. That the that the black um that the black lady you see in the trailer actually called to the police and it's just very heartbreaking because you can just hear in the in the policeman's voice he don't give a shit and that is like Jeffrey Dahmer don't get me wrong he he deserves a, a lion's share of the blame but god damn it these police are held accountable too because these because these police are responsible for a lot of these people's deaths especially that fourteen year old boy like. The things that he did, to, the things that he did to that boy, they didn't show it. That's one thing I do like about this show, because a lot of these shows that, that about violent as serial killers, they want to show it. They show you some violence, but not. It's not really visceral violence. It's just more of, and it's more of them saying it's like them more like, kind of insinuating it, but it's your mind filling in the blanks, and that's what's the scariest part about it, and. I agree with everybody else, man. Evan Peters, he might he might see an Emmy on the horizon for this performance because, boy, every scene with him in it, it, it even with his teacher when he's a kid, well, like even the just Dahmer, just Dahmer in general, every scene whether it's old Dahmer, young Dahmer, teenage Dahmer, it when he, whenever he's alone with people, I just get nervous. I get so nervous because I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. Cause he is so unhinged, and uh, as y'all as y'all can tell, these first three episodes they let you know he was born into a fucked up situation. His mom was crazy, more on her because that shit was low key. It anytime that you have somebody believing UFOs and they have mental illness, it never comes off as you know, as you know, like dramatic or serious. It come off as kind of funny because they legit say uh, Evan Peters Dahmer says like yeah mom you're going to leave us just to go chase the UFOs that's because they're real damn it I'm like I, I was low key kind of laughing I'm like come on man that was a tense scene and you going to break it with that line <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, 
but yeah, man, it, it was like it's just very it's like me not living in that time period of when it was going on. Like Adam, you you caught the tail end of it, but it was just it was it's like really sad to know, especially with the 13 with the 14-year-old boy, because the fact that his brother was sexually assaulted and he he was sexually assaulted by Dahmer, arrested Dahmer was a registered sex offender. So you would think that with all these disappearing gay men in Milwaukee, Dahmer would be one of the first suspects. But no, no. Nah. Since he since he's a white male, since he's a white male, they thought nothing of it. And that is what infuriated me the most about this goddamn show. It, it made me like this show. It made me feel all types of emotions. But that's. That's just showing how good this show is. And a lot of people talking about this is glorifying Dahmer. No, to be honest, it's not glorifying Dahmer. This is like showing he was a very evil person. There was no, there was no like spectacle to his killings. All of his killings, there was no spectacle. It was not to make a statement. His feel, his killing just felt just erratic and personal. And you Man. see it like, and that's Evan Peters does a good job of portraying like just the erratic behavior of Dahmer because he is unhinged and he, first of all, the whole time I'm like looking like, look, I know Evan Peters ain't an ugly dude in real life, but the way that Dahmer looked like, why the fuck would anybody give him the time of day? I can get Ted Bundy because Ted Bundy was a handsome dude. But I look at Dahmer, I'm like, I I don't see it, but I, I, I guess he had his ways. Well, well, here, here's the thing, though. You got, you got to think about it. He mostly went after minority gay people. You know, though that uh, group yeah. was not highly looked on by, you know, black people and minorities. So, hey, maybe it was just the fact that he was some type of outlet for him that, you know, uh, drew people to him. Because it's like, hey, yo, I can actually talk to him about that. He's understanding me you know, type of stuff. So maybe, maybe that was all it took. Yeah. And, uh, Courtney, uh, I will say this. They're not, when they showed his upbringing, they weren't doing it to like, you know, gain sympathy for him. They did it to show, no, he is fucked up. He's fucked up. The daddy fucked up. The mama fucked, the mama, the most fucked up. Um, and also, I kind of was wondering. There's a scene with CPS. Well, no, no, it's not even CPS. It's like the it's like the courts for custody of the kids, and they legit said yes. Um, so, Mr. Dahmer, we know that your wife she is um she had mental instability, but since you're always at home, since you're since you're always at work, yeah, we're gonna give custody to the to the to the younger brother to her. I'm like. All right, look, I know the I know like the justice system fucked up, but that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Y'all and th- put that boy in the foster home at that point. Like, right. why why would you leave him with an unstable mother? Uh, that 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 pissed me off too. Me being me being a dad, that just pissed me off. I'm like, that is that that is so dumb. That that is so dumb. And as far as the thing about these docu-series. People feel like you're just encouraging the next Dahmer. For me, you know, we all grew up. We all grew up knowing about the uh, the the Ed Gaines, the Wayne Gacy's, the Zodiac Killers, 
the Ted Bundy's, the Jeffrey Dahmer's. I feel yeah. like that knowledge is needed because that shows you what to look out for. Right, right. Especially like especially somebody like Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, he is a very special case because the fact that he was charming and he was smart enough. They, um, if y'all watch the one with Zach Efron, it's a shitty one, but he does a great performance. Even the even the um court the judge says it's a it's a huge shame you were a piece of shit because you would have been a great lawyer. Like stuff like like stuff like that, people need to watch out for because right. you see this, you see the signs because just every moment that you spend with these victims, um, especially the black dude in the trailer, I felt all the unease he was feeling just with just with Dahmer. And that's what I'm saying. It yeah. didn't have to be overtly violent. It was just it built tension. It made you feel extremely uncomfortable. I mean, extreme. It made you. It made made. It made me feel like Dahmer was in the room with me. I was like, "Oh, this is uncomfortable." So yeah. I can see, I can see why a lot of people are saying this. Oh, this, this is so like this is really hard to watch. For me, I, I didn't seen worse. So it's not bad, but I do. You do feel the uncomfortableness of it. Um, and um. And okay, so I'm gonna just say this: the reason why the backstory is needed for a lot of these for a lot of these people is because a lot of criminal, uh, like for one, this is actually helpful for a lot of criminal profilers or criminal pro profilers because they have to know why people are like this. They they have to figure out where it comes from and their patterns because if you because Adam, you you got a drink a degree in psychology, yeah. A lot of criminal profilers they look at their childhood and their upbringing to actually see, okay, what was their daily routine? Right. What, what was the, what was their daily routine? How can we catch them slipping? Because that's the that's the thing about these serial killers and these kidnappers. When they get caught, they normally get caught. Why? Because they're sloppy or they get too comfortable. Yeah, and and also uh, I know this is gonna sound weird, but a good chunk of them also just want to be caught. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? which is which is why, like, uh, it seems like they're slipping or whatnot. It's this uh, it's kind of like this subconscious thing where it's like, I know what I'm doing is horrible. I just can't freaking help myself. So, you know, you start slipping and making mistakes that you normally weren't. And it's literally, yeah, you're just trying to get caught. Yeah. And like and like and, and like I said, um, I know it sucks for, for, for the families. But like I said, people had because we're in a generation now to where, the, you know, the Wayne Gacy's and the Ted Bundy's and the Ed Gaines, they're kind of forgotten in time. But you people still have to know people have to know what to look for. You have to know what to look for, especially in the world today, because back then, if y'all if, like we weren't alive back back in the 60s. But remember, this 50 up until the 60s. People were lax, too lax, leaving their doors unlocked. Yeah. Like, like trusting everybody with their address. Like, and it was uh, it was up until thing, these things started happening and people started getting kidnapped and people still missing to this day. It took that. It said it took that for people to to actually start locking the door, to start having more security and start um, taking time to figure out who to trust. So. I can see both sides, but I still feel like this kind of media is still needed because a lot of people, they're not going to, 
they're not going to know what to look for with these type of people because nowadays, if you see somebody like Domi, like, oh, yeah, uh, you might want to stay away from him. But back but back in the day, we show, so, we show sympathy to these people instead of trying to find them, instead of trying to either detain them or find them help, and then they go on to hurt other people, which right. Dahmer did. Because I blame all the adults in his childhood, to his dad, to his mom, I don't care if she got uh, a mental illness because there was a point she says it like, I wish I wanted, I could, I had some of these clips cause it's a lot of good dialogue in here. So it's a, so when his mom is leaving, uh, she says, I, I never understood why you never wanted me to go in there and dissect those that roadkill with your dad. He said, well, I didn't think you were, you would be into that. He says, I'm not, it's fucking disgusting and weird, but it was the fact you never asked me. And from that little bit of dialogue, you can tell this family is not right in the head. CPS should have been on they on they ass. Like yeah. <laughs> CPS should be on the ass. And it's just it's just sad that that for people, I don't care what anybody say. Yeah, we're gonna get a little political. The government always said we for the kids, but when the kids are in clear danger. And then in an unstable home, y'all don't give a damn. But when they're in that womb, oh, that's what y'all give a damn. But when they're not in that womb, oh yeah, y'all done. Y'all y'all don't give a shit about that kid. But I'm gonna still watch this, and I'll probably talk. I'll probably talk about it some more when I when I finish the whole thing. But I gotta give kudos to Evan Peters. I really hope that he's able to get out of this of that dark space because you know actors that get into that dark space, a la Heath Ledger, it can do something to you. And this, I can tell that this role, if I hope he sees a psychiatrist after this, because like he's he's playing this shit too well. Well, he's <laughs> been, I mean, he's been he's been playing those kind of that type of dark characters since like season one of American Horror Story. I feel like like that's right. his like wheelhouse. Um, yeah, but, so I but, think he can handle it. Yeah, uh, but my yeah. question about the show, I haven't watched it yet, but I think like you know, true crime is has been popular, and we're getting a lot of these docu series. Um, uh, you know, and just series, you know, um, about these killers. It does does it feel like exploitative? I guess two questions, like two questions so far. Like, does it feel like it's exploitative? Like a lot of these tend to be. Like, you know, I, I can, and and does it do any justice to like the victims, or is it just kind of like, nope, here's a story. We're gonna kind of humanize this villain, and you know, tell this story, you know, and screw the victims and screw, you know anyone else who's involved we just we want to tell this story and and and, and largely like humanized like a, a monster okay so courtney says yes i can get why people think that but here's why i don't think that is because though because like i said i've not watched the whole thing but from those first two episodes those very first two episodes it was showing like it was also like it put the blame on Dahmer, but it also put the blame on the police on on the justice system the justice system also failed these families because, like I said, Adam said it earlier, the police put a 14-year-old boy back into his custody. Like, he, like at that point, the boy was lobotomized and could not speak for himself, and they put him back into, into his custody. And the fact, when I think of them trying to humanize somebody, they showing, oh, he had a messed up life and blah, yada, yada, yada. No, they show straight from the jump. That kid is fucking demonic. <laughs> like I'm talking about, that kid is that kid is fucking demonic. 
<laughs> like well, and, and and also I tell folks with the whole doing the background thing that also sometimes show the failures of CPS because like uh like you said with Jeffrey Dahmer, there's no way in hell he should have still been with his family or whatnot. And it's also good to know these backstories because hey, it does make it predictable. You know yeah. what I mean? And it and it's also how you can stop people. I know that's kind of a messed up thing to hear. Oh, well, you're just generalizing that about everyone. It's like, not really. You know what I mean? Right. Because, hey, if you have a murder case going on and you look at people close to them, first thing you're going to do is look at the one who had the rough childhood and who was torturing animals as a kid. Yeah, And, and man, and, you know? first of all, yeah, the main, the, the main, to everybody that don't know this, the the one hint to a kid might be a serial killer if he hurting animals and has no and has no morale towards those animals you might want to go get that kid checked i'm t- the very first thing you see him do as a as a child first of all he like instead of like it <laughs> it's gets weird as shit like so so this is back in the 60s and like they had one black kid in the middle of the bus, I was like, that's kind of unrealistic, but I let that slide. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so everybody's giving their teacher apples, right? Like, you know, like that whole, like, you know, the, the whole thing where like you give your teacher apple. This right. weird, this weird motherfucker puts a jar full of dirty ass water with tadpoles on her desk. And it's like, what's this? It's tadpoles. And like, even the teacher, like, this weird motherfucker. Oh, okay, okay, Jeff. Okay, oh, okay, right. you, you can sit down. And she even and like one kid, like, why the fuck you do that? <laughs> like, like the killer just said, why the fuck you do this? Said, I don't know. It's just him being like, like, be nice to him. The kid, like, man, fuck no, I ain't being nice to him. <laughs> like that, that was the most realistic thing I ever saw in this show. Because normally they would have tried to have a kid be nice to him. That kid said, fuck that. And <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh-uh, that, that motherfucker weird. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, Well, since you don't want the since you don't want those tadpoles, can I have them? <laughs> so the kid takes the tadpoles, and then this how this how I'm like telling you, this is why I don't think that they don't want to show no sympathy to this kid. They just show this motherfucker is weird. And this is why I say back in the 60s, everybody left their door open. He legit follows this kid, this follows this kid to his house. Walks right into his house. Door is not locked. Grabs the tadpoles and leaves. And you know what he does with the tadpoles, y'all? He puts motor oil in the fucking water and kills the tadpoles. Damn. So I'm like, to anybody that says they try to show sympathy to him, I don't know where that sympathy is at. Because from the jump, they tell you this kid is evil. He is yeah. flat, he is flat out evil. And and like the the parents, they like they like he's not fucked up because the parents. He's he's not fucked up because the, because parents. I do this all the time. There's some people that's just born unhinged. There's people that's born unhinged. I don't believe. Yeah. I, I, I do not believe. I don't care what science says that people might grow into that. I just feel like some people are just born unhinged. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think there are some people who are just born evil, man. I said okay. So according to this, some people. Never immortalize. Um, some people never immortalize in the film who deserve the recognition. But let's 
let's a pro let's profile a killer entry instead boosting up the next basement weirdo okay that that's my thing about okay my thing about this i do agree with you more like more people more people in like you know that's important to history they should be profiled more but also when people say okay the main thing the the main the main um the, the main cause of the main argument i give to that is the whole gta corrupts kids argument as a kid as a kid we've all seen things that we've all seen things that we weren't supposed to see as kids right right but we didn't go out and try to emulate those things you want to know why because a sane person has empathy and sympathy like right. as a normal child you gain empathy and sympathy a psychopath or a sociopath they don't have those things they do not right. have those things and that's why i say that this show is not trying to like sympathize them. if you if you find any sympathy in any sympathy in this show i don't know how i feel sympathy for the victims i don't feel sympathy for, for Dahmer. i'm almost called the man Dahmer. i don't feel dif- i don't feel sympathy <laughs> for Dahmer. no because you see as a child he was always fucked up he was always fucked up and the parents didn't make it no better like i'm not going to say like the parents they have like the parents they were just negligent cps they, they legit said they legit said man you may be crazy but the daddy never home so we're going to leave the kids with you i'm like why well and and also and also uh jason uh i tell folks this all the time with the whole uh oh hey it was just how they brought up thing look there are plenty of people that grew up with just as negligent parents as jeffrey Dahmer, probably even worse and they didn't become serial killers Matter of fact, didn't so, you know, to me, I, I tell folks this uh, uh, some, sometimes that's just there's something in people that make them like that. It's not necessarily just how they grew up or if they grew up a different way, they wouldn't be that way. They probably would still be that way. It's just something that probably would have developed later or or maybe due to, you know, hey, they had this privileged lifestyle and wealthy stuff. They just never got around to doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but that that who they are is still in there, you know? Yeah. And I want to say, was it Ted Bundy that actually had a good household? It was one of these serial killers that yeah, had a good uh, household. I, I want to say Ted Bundy uh, was one of the ones who didn't uh, have a history of being abused as a kid. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like you can have... People say, oh, it, like some people try to make excuse. Oh, it was because of, of his background or it was, oh, yeah. like it's negative. Like, no, some people just born evil. Like, mm-hmm. I like the thing about the brain is the brain is th- so complex. We're still learning about it today. You can have a slight chemical imbalance in your brain and it could flip a drastic switch and make you do heinous things. Like, yeah. like that's what these serial killers are. They're. They're people that are not checked because especially back in the back in the I would like there's more mass shootings. Yes. But as far as serial murderers go, there's not that. I don't, I don't think there's that many that there was back in the day because why? Because people try to catch this shit early because so right. many, so many things in these children are left unchecked because if you look, if, if you are torturing animals and fantasizing and masturbating to cut to fantasizing about cutting off fish heads 
yeah, you might be a problem to society. You might not belong in society. Like, right. that, like that, that, that's a, that's a thing. And like, that's, and that's why people like Ezra Miller, they need to be checked. They need to be checked as soon as possible because it's just like the more and more this boy goes on, it's just, it gets more, it just gets worse. It gets worse and worse. And finally he going to kill somebody. Shit. The, uh, yeah, because Ezra scares me like well about that all the time. I'm like, man, when when the hell is he gonna wind up killing somebody, man? Yeah, shit. Um, I just read this today. One of the actors from Riverdale and Diary from a Wimpy Kid, he killed his mother. He killed his mother. He he drove two two hundred kilometers, uh, was it two hundred miles, two hundred kilometers? One of those two. He called the police, said, "I shot my mother in the head, and if it was a second later, she would have saw me." Like shit like that. Like when you don't catch that shit early, people pay for it. And it's just it's a sad tale, but like I said, I'm still like these things are like these things if it's not biopics, at least at least um at least like you know documentaries. You can do documentaries. Yeah. And because because people need to know these things. And first of all, first of all, the people that help catch these people they kind of have to get the recognition through these series because these shows are built off of the endless hours of interrogation by a criminal profiler. Just to imagine how, how emotionally damaged that these criminal profilers are having to listen to these stories about right. Jeff, about Jeffrey Dahmer and his heinous acts. Like, like people people say oh well the cops killed them they're the real heroes like no these criminal profilers and these detectives they're the heroes because they're the ones that's actually trying to trying to get into the psyche of these killers like why are they doing this what's their patterns and that's why that's why like for me as far as like biopics go i've always like i've always thought like those are the most interesting because you you get into more of the psychology behind that person on why they do things as far like an Aretha Franklin or a Mike Tyson, you don't see the psychology behind the, behind those people. You see their lives. Yeah. But you don't get, but you don't like, okay, why do they think that way? Or why do they do those things? Mike Tyson in this, in this late, um, in this recent Mike Tyson, like, well, he grew up in a bad neighborhood. His mom kind of like, kind of like him, kind of didn't. That's about it. Like, okay. But how does he feel? I mean, he he decided he was a piece of shit and wanted to box. And like I need I needed more than that. And, and that's why like those things don't grab me, but like always something. True crime is always like you said, Ryan, true crime is interesting because for because for one, um, there's so much shit that goes behind it from not only the not only the the, the chase, but the people that's involved, not just like you know, the families of the victims, of course, but the people that are make that make it their jobs their their careers to try and bring these people to justice and they don't get enough credit police get the credit detectives get the credit but the criminal profiles and the psychologists you gotta be a very strong who you gotta be a very strong-minded person to do to do this type of work yeah And, and like i said we're just gonna I get what you're saying, but I like I said, I just disagree. Like I just feel like people have to know who these people are. Cause if you don't like, like um like 
I always say that not knowing is ignorance. Like, 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 not like, like, it, like ignorance is bliss, and people need to know these things because you gotta know what to look for. You have to know what to look for. True. To, to this day, hey, Wayne Gacy. Ever since ever since I heard about Wayne Gacy, I don't trust no, no, I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody that's too comfortable around kids dressed up as a clown. Right. I, I don't do that. Like anybody that's yeah. so, uh, charming that I just met, I'm not going back to their house. I hell no, nah. not alone, not alone. Best believe I'm making sure my location is sent to Adam. To Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> like you won't know where the fuck I am. Damn. Okay. Like, bitch, I'm gonna have a drone following me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like, yeah. Um, some of these, like, like some of these families, it sucks that they had to relive this. But like, like I said, it, it's it's hard with true crime. It's hard. It's hard, like doing true crime docu series because it, like, how when do we, when do you draw a line between? glorifying the crimes and actually shedding a light to it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the problem is that we, with um, that genre has gotten so popular. I mean, it's always been popular, but I think it's been even more with, with various podcasts and and shows and you can do, you know, these, whether it's a documentary or series like this, it, it, but we, I guess there's always been a fascination. Like you go back to like I guess like Jack the Ripper and 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 you know to today and like we there's this morbid fascination we have with serial killers, which I don't don't think is healthy. Um, and I, I do think that a lot of times it doesn't handle you know victims and victims' families with care. I think w- what's interesting to me, and I think Mindhunter is one of those shows that really got that right. Is like there is something to interesting about the mind of, of somebody like that because they're so different from us like we have empathy we have sympathy you know i don't think any of us can, you know could imagine doing that you know those types of things and and to to get some insight into th- that mindset and, and what makes them different is interesting because it's so foreign like you know if you ever see those like you know interviews when when they're interviews with like serial kill- serial killers and and there's just like they're it, it's haunting because there's just something there's like something missing and and there's this real like just complete disconnect from reality i think that sometimes i find interesting but i do find a lot of it can become exploitative and and then it just yeah. feels like you know we're like we're kind of glorifying that behavior for profit and it, it, it never feels good whether or not it's something like a property that you enjoy or not like you know i'm you know may or may not watch the show but it always feels like ugh, it's kind of gross like i'm you know yeah I'm, you know spending a lot of time and and and, and you know netflix has spent a lot of money on, on on you know recreating just awful you know stuff and so it's always kind of weird to find where's that line um right. when, when right. you're watching the kind of stuff right and that's why i hated um like i love zach efron's performance in in um the ted bundy um document biopic because i like that show i'm like okay zach efron can do he, he he's a, he's actually a good a good actor but that movie it was it was like it was um glorifying what ted bundy did but like this after watching this, I'm like, I'm not seeing. First thing about it is they're not show, like you rarely see any of the killings. It's like left for interpretation because they're like, we don't want to, we don't want to show this shit. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we have to talk about, it, but we're not going to show it. And no. it's like there's and like they they clearly say in this show, we're showing his past, not to say 
to give sympathy because there's no there's no sympathy for him because he even met he even like he even poo poos on homosex on 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 homosexual people and he poo poos on um you know people that are, have mental illness so I don't see how people are seeing that we're trying to sympathize with them because I'm like there is nothing sympathizing with somebody that does shit like that and yeah. the fact that and the fact that um that the second episode episode shows you him lobotomizing and killing well they don't show you the killing or the lobotomizing but they but they cut it off at the right moment so where you know they didn't show you like this is a piece of shit we we're not asking for no sympathy and that's what I feel like is different from the Ted Bunny movie like well like I, I think a little bit of why they aren't showing too much of it is because uh, I want to say Jeffrey Dahmer was a cannibal. So I, I want to say he ate some of his victims. Oh, I done seen some fucked up show Netflix. Too. Don't get it twisted. They they, yeah. they, 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 they can push that envelope. Like No, I'm sure I, I know they can, but I think that's uh, part of us. And why also why they haven't been showing it. Yeah. But like, but like I said, also the dude that, that, that mopped him in prison, uh, um let's not also forget he was also a piece of shit too but he was like oh he killed black people so i'm gonna kill him so kudos to him kill him to, to kill him but right I think, I think he was also a convicted murderer too if, I, if i'm mistaken so right I'm, so i'm not going like i don't think we need a docu series on him and, <laughs> and then like um and then also it just one thing i do like about this series it shows how little that this police department how little Police like Milwaukee has has like Milwaukee has a huge problem with over policing and police negligence. It has a history of that. And this shows it like I'm talking about. I ain't never been so pissed in my life from watching this. And because yeah, didn't George Floyd um, happen yeah, in was, Milwaukee? Yeah, I and and I want to say, uh, um, who was that? Philant, uh, Philant, um, some Castiles, but I can't remember his uh, first name. Like uh, the one that got shot by a cop after he told him that he had a gun. Uh, you know, he had a licensed yeah. firearm. Yeah, Fernando. Yeah, I think Fernand- Fernando Castile. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Yeah, so like I said, uh, I'll go ahead. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, but like, like I said, it, it like it also just puts a spotlight on the Milwaukee Police Department. Not like they needed even more spotlight on them, but good. <laughs> but but it just shows it, it just shows the people that it affected. It shows how a whole neighborhood was caught, man. What pissed me off, they were calling the police department months and weeks, and they did nothing. They did nothing because why? It's a black neighborhood nicknamed Cracktown. So yeah. like I like I said, if you don't have the stomach for this, don't 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 watch it. Don't watch it, but but if you're interested just to see the performance of Evan Peters, if you're interested to see, if you don't know the story, because me, I didn't know the story until I read up on it before I, before I wanted to give my thoughts on this. I say just like just watch it, but man, you it's uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's it's not it's not really visceral. It's just very uncomfortable. Uh, but yeah, y'all, we got one more thing because I know we, we gotta get up out of here. Uh, last thing, um, M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, we all love him. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think we love him. I mean, he gave us 
the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'll never forgive him for the last airbender. Like what he did to Avatar was just a freaking crime against humanity. <laughs> well, you know, Shamalama Ding Dong can't always hit out the park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now I, I will say this. I'm kind of interested in his new movie uh, that we're going to take a look at a trailer for and then get up out of here. So here's the trailer for his newest movie with Dave Batista. The happening was bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I hate Mark. Mark Wahlberg is the actor now. I used to. I was endearing to Mark Wahlberg, but after uh, Transformers, I said I never want to see him act again. <laughs> like, I'm good on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, Uncharted may, solidified me hating Mark Wahlberg in these movies. Wow. Like, <laughs> so I'm good on Mark Wahlberg and the happening. They can stay there. And wasn't that like air was killing people or making people go crazy? Like, if I remember right. It was the chemicals and the plants that made people go crazy. And the wind carried the chemicals, which, believe it or not, plants actually do have that ability or, uh, to affect your hormones and stuff. Because uh, tobacco plants can actually signal wasps to come and uh, kill pests that's on it. Well, Adam, no matter how much science you put behind that, that shit is stupid. <laughs> so, right. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> like, Shyamalan has not had a good track record. The last movie I genuinely enjoyed by him was that crazy-ass movie, The Visit, because, for one, he for one, the twist, I was like, that shit is crazy. I wasn't expecting it. You didn't and like Split? Shit, I like Split. I like Split. Glass, they drowned my boy in a puddle. I'm still mad about that. Right. <laughs> I'm still mad about that. Yeah, they old, did Kevin Dunn wrong. Yeah, yeah. Old can eat a dick. I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm just I'm gonna say that old can eat a dick. Um, but he's giving it a try again, y'all. So let's look at his new uh film, a knock it, a knock at the cabin with our our favorite wrestling actor, Dave Batista. Are we gonna sing along? Yeah, of course. I wanna put on my 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 boogie shoes. Yeah, boogie shoes. I wanna put on my 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 boogie Leonard. Well, it's nice to meet you. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. Very important job to do. In fact, 
It might be the most important job in the history of the world. by a common vision which has now become a command that we cannot ignore the four of us are here to prevent the apocalypse yep that's a lot i showed more of the trailer because i hopefully they don't block us but I'm gonna say this. It was a good trailer. Um uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell my problems with the trailer, which is a, a problem with uh which is a problem with a lot of M. Night Shyamalan movies. That dialogue, boy, somebody need to stop M. Night Shyamalan from writing dialogue. <laughs> Every I don't know if y'all noticed in M. Night Shyamalan movies, but all of his characters just sound unnatural in his movies. <laughs> like they don't sound human when they talk. Like, especially Batista. I love Batista. Like, as far as wrestling actors go, out of John Cena, him, uh, John Cena, him, and The Rock, Batista to me is the best actor out of all three of them. Damn, like, I, really? I feel like he has the most acting chops out of all three of them. The Rock just plays him fuck his fucking self. Like, <laughs> The Rock just plays himself in every movie. Like, Batista, okay. at, least, <laughs> at least, at least Batista, I do love Batista. As an actor, because for one, he's trying to grow out of just being Drax, but he actually takes chances in roles. He took a chance with Blade Runner. He took a chance. He took a chance with Army of the Dead. He tries to actually challenge himself as as a as an actor. The Rock, he don't challenge shit. Like like the Rock, the Rock says, "Where's my money?" All right, y'all got a script. Oh, I got I got to be said. Fuck it, I'm the Rock. But we made. I don't care. I'm the Rock. Like oh okay. All right. Uh, okay so i do like this i the premise is the premise is kind of like for, for me we all know there's gonna be a uh, there's gonna be a shamalama ding dong twist we all know that but normally like the village i could have when i saw the village i saw the twist from a mile away but from this i don't know what the fuck the twist gonna be <laughs> like i don't know what i don't know what the twist gonna be maybe y'all can enlighten me but i like so what the fuck nah, going on? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I I have no idea. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to y'all. Let y'all thoughts on the trailer. But uh, but yeah. Uh, for one, um, as you can see, there's a gay couple. So I already know that these uh these 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 angry conservatives going to be clacking on them keyboards later on. <laughs> oh, definitely. You know that's that's a for sure, that's a surety. <laughs> with the Asian child, so they're definitely gonna be double mad. Two white, two white people with the Asian child. Um, but yeah, but but before I give it to you guys, I'm also I'm also really liking the assortment of um of, of the cast. Uh let me actually pull pull up pull up these dudes. Um cast. Uh of course we got Dave Batista, Rupert Grant. He um he's actually a really really good good actor. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure y'all y'all noticed him. It's Ron. It's Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, 
um then then you got then you got um who was the other who was the other person you got jonathan golf who who was who was really good john the golf he, he was a matter of fact ryan we were just talking about him he was a mind hunter <laughs> so yeah. with 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 rupert grant jonathan golf and and um bidet batista i think it's a pretty nice cast and they they're all good actors in their own right, so I'm actually waiting to see what uh, how this is going to go. But I'm holding my I'm holding my excitement with bated breath because it's M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, and he has disappointed me in the past. <laughs> but it's a good trailer. Like I was, it's 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 a it's a really good trailer. It got me interested. I mean, right by better dialogue, but got me interested. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, you want to go? I think you muted. Hello, I guess he's mine. I, I, I think his mic might be unplugged or something. Can you speak to us in sign language? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Well, while he's trying to well, get. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess I can give my thoughts while he's uh, working on the technical difficulties. Uh, well, you know, like I said, nice looking trailer. Has a nice cast of actors in it, but um, I don't know, man. Looks like it's going to be the same milk toast stuff that uh, M. Night Shyamalan puts out. I'm just being honest. You don't believe in the M. Night Shyamalan ding dong, no, man? No, man, I don't. <laughs> I just don't anymore, man. You know, hell, he he restored my faith when he did Split, and then he did Glass, and I was like, man, yo, you you disappoint me every time. So it's one of those things where it's like, look, man, I know this looks interesting, it looks clever, you know, but uh, uh-uh. uh, just I'm not I'm not holding my I'm not uh, hyping myself up for it. I'm just saying that right now. I'm not going to be there like, man, this is going to be M. Night Shyamalan's breakout. It's going to be one of those, hey, look, I'm going to watch it expecting to be upset. Hey, well, you know, Adam, I understand. I, I like, I express my deepest sorrows for you, but guess what? You still got to watch this shit for this show. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm aware. I really do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Uh, Ryan, you back? Huh, I wonder what's going on. Uh, yeah, on. I have no idea what's going on. Because it was working fine this entire night. Did you mute it because your dogs were barking? Try taking the head. Maybe you know what you I don't I don't know how you I don't know how your audio might sound, but try taking out the headphones and speaking that way. Uh, maybe that might work. I don't know. For everybody that listened to the audio side, we have some technical difficulties. Yeah. So while Ryan gets that situated, you're gonna listen to my dumb ass talk. Um, yeah, uh that I'm really surprised I saw Ron Weasley in this trailer. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't been in much lately. Uh I mean he was in Peaky Blinders, but that's about it. Hey, but Peaky Blinders is good though. Yeah, Peaky yeah, that is true. I need to catch up because the dialogue in that is amazing. The, the dialogue. I, honestly, 
honestly, um, I need to also do some catching up because I don't remember much from it at the moment. Yeah, and then plus, um, what's his name? He was in almost, almost called it the last. I mean, kind of is the last of us. But uh, what was um, what's the actor's name in a quiet place? What is the actor's name in a quiet place part two? Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, hell, he was in uh, um, the bat. He was in Batman. Uh, he, yeah, he was. He was the crow in Batman. I I can't remember his name, bro. I'll be honest. But and yeah. hell, he was in Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, as a piece of shit, but <laughs> I, nah, he he wasn't. A oh piece no, of shit, no, 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 no! I'm, th- I'm thinking of the very beginning. That dude, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say now nah, he he was uh, actually somewhat a decent human being. Damn, I wonder what. But um, hmm? oh no, no, but yeah, not nah, he's great in that show. Like yeah, he, um, in like, time he was also in in time. That that's a. That's the only damn movie with Justin Timberlake in it that I actually thought was good. Uh, me and Courtney watched that. I I, I didn't really like it just because what? Justin Tim, because Justin Timberlake is not a good actor. Man, look, he started out as an actor, man. But he ain't good. Man, <laughs> like, come on. You know, goddamn. Well, he, well, I uh, guess you could also say that doesn't necessarily mean later on in life you'll be good at it because. Every time I see Drake cameo and shit, I'm like, bro, you was on the grassy for eight fucking years, man. Like, how the hell did you lose your acting ability that quick? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? Well, I mean, Drake, he was serviceable. I wouldn't call him good. He was serviceable. <laughs> like, yeah. it, he wasn't breaking. He wasn't breaking the experience, if, if you get what I mean. But right. Justin, but Justin Timberlake, I'm like, all your all of your delivery is stilted. I come like all your delivery is like I just do not like how people say, man, acting easy. No, no, the fuck is not. No, nah. acting, acting not easy. Because no, for one, because for one, if your director is bad at directing you, mm-hmm. then you're and you can't pull and you can't pull that shit off. That's why, even though I hate it, even I didn't hate. Don't worry, my darling, because it's sad. Something that I like. Don't worry, darling. It's not a good movie. But Florence Pugh, this the bad shit that she get, she actually makes she carries that movie. Like her back is hurting from carrying that movie. And it's not because everybody else is bad, because Chris Pine is Chris Pine's good. I can see why they got him to play Captain Kirk because he's a good actor. Oh, yeah, Harry, yeah. I love Chris Harry Pine. Stiles, Harry Styles gets a lot of hate, but Harry Styles is not that bad of an actor. He's really not, he's okay. A lot of people are saying in this newest latest movie he's going to be that's coming out, he's not that good. So I'm gonna see for myself. But he, he's not that good. Ryan, you there? It looks like the mute thing is on right now. Can, yeah. can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah we can hear right, good. Okay, good. All right, yeah, I have no idea what was wrong. I just kept unplugging and plugging, and at some point it, it seemed to fix itself. Yeah. Your um, Verizon clear. Yeah, but but no, uh, with the with the movie, I was just gonna say it, it looks interesting, but like I, I'm always like reluctant with M Night Shyamalan because I think yeah. it's like we've all been burned too many times. Like you know, you you know, he had a couple good movies, then he was like miserable, and, you know, and then then like um the visit, yeah, like I I really like the visit. And I was like, oh, he's back, and then you know, it's like you you never know what you're gonna get with him. So now I'm just like, you know what, I'll wait. I'm not, I'll have low, it's better to have like, better for it to be like the visit, like have low expectations and then have it be something right. that you really like, than have it be, um, you know, glass where I was like, 
really you know you know a breakable was great and split i really liked and was like oh this is gonna be amazing and then to just have that be a massive like disappointment so yeah. i'll i'll wait and see yeah like i said i think we're all in the same boat we, we kind of going in here with bated breath i will give him this on glass he did one thing he did do is he tried to do something different with superheroes and try to do more of a realistic self-contained approach to it like that's cool i, I get like i dig that then when he drowned, then when he drowned Bruce Willis in the puddle, I'm like, all right, all right, and and then the twist. I mean, like, a lot of people don't like the ending. I thought the like, I thought the twist ending, like, I mean, it's it's all right. I mean, it's not gonna go nowhere, but it, it, it's all right. Well, I, I think people just wanted that final fight scene in um, Glass to be a little bit more uh, flashy and. And you just didn't get that from the final fight scene in Glass, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting a big fight scene in Glass because I tell people this all the time. The reason why, like, Glass, I, it's not really good. Like, to be honest, like, it's not really good. But, I like, I tell people, you got to look at it as a character piece. Glass is a character piece. That's what Glass is. It's not like the movies we're used to. So I respect it for it being a character piece on the superhero genre. But like I said, it just executes it poorly at the very end. Because the middle of it, I was kind of rocking with, like, you know, them. I was kind of rocking with, with the middle part. Because, like, oh, you actually um, deep diving into these characters. And then when the Beast and Unleashed, I said, this is shit. This yeah. Is, this is shit. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, hey, that was, yeah, but, no, M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, I'm still going to watch it because I'm kind of obligated to watch it. Uh, but <laughs> hopefully you proved me wrong, man. You get, get, I thought you were on track when you did the visit. Then you get, then you did split, and and then you, you did glass, and you shattered all my hopes like glass. And then old, I, <laughs> I, I felt like I came out that movie old, old as hell, because that movie was just long. It, it wasn't even long. It was just boring. Made it feel long, but. Yeah, it it it's it coming out soon. I think to Netflix. I think, or it's again the theatrical release. I don't know. Um, but yeah, well, y'all, that does it for the show. We always, I always try to get it, get us out here, get us out here. But we we stay shooting the shit. But hey, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. I I know y'all probably hate me. Like I wish this black ass would shut up. Uh, <laughs> Hey, yo, look, man, we are fun as hell to listen to on the road. Trip. That's all I got to say. Yeah. But, man, Ryan, thank you again for joining us. It's always cool to talk that nerdy shit with you. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime. Also, Adam, thank you, You know, of course. And, y'all, if y'all like this long podcast, uh, you're going to love us October 7th when we – I'm going to try to get through an eight-hour stream. I'm still making the schedule for that because I got to eight hours of time. But y'all really going to love that. Um, and like Ryan said, Ryan, if you're able to, you're more than welcome to come. Um, I'm going to I, I'm going to do a schedule. We are probably – I'm going to give you a, 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 a sneak peek segment. Um, I'm going to see if I can get some sports-minded people, and we'll probably try to do an hour pilot of a sports show and see how that, how that tracks. We're going to try that just to – so we can fill out time because football season's crazy right now. A, a lot of things in football is happening that has to be talked about. And one man who is nasty that 
is, that will be coming back soon in like three, what is it, four weeks, five weeks? I think it's five Ooh. weeks. Deshaun, I think Deshaun's come back in, is it five, six weeks? I think I think it's five. I think it's five. Okay. Yeah, so we, we'll talk about that. We'll shoot this shit. Uh, then um, All I got to say about uh, football is how about them Cowboys? How about <laughs> not? Um, shut that fork up your ass. Uh, <laughs> Man, don't be hating. I, I, I it's not my fault your team is unbearable. I kid. And, and your team is a bunch of cowgirls. Um, no, we're not. Y- y- yes, y'all are. No, y'all got no. a y'all got hey. a ginger y'all got a gingers y'all's quarterback. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, at least I got a brother as mine. Um, hey man, so, yo, you, you, hey, at least I was alive during some of the Cowboys Super Bowl wins. You wasn't alive <laughs> during the one that the uh, that the Bears won. One well, no, that's was funny. I wasn't alive either. At least That's I was. Alive, at least I was alive when we last went to the Super Bowl as well. We we've been to Super Bowl before, like, like even, yeah, yo, even almost like, doesn't count, man. Yo, look, this ain't this we, ain't horseshoes been. and hand grenades. We we been yo we that don't been. count. You got matter of fact, the the one coach y'all did win a Super Bowl with, he's won more Super Bowls with the Cowboys than with the Bears. And and also and also I'm so how, how about that. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm ended with I'm ended with this because we're gonna save this for the show. People, Cowboys fans and CD Land fans, this man is not top ten. He is not top ten. He ain't even top fifteen. I can name fifteen receivers better than him, and I'm gonna do that. I will do that on Friday, October seventh. So catch us at October seventh because it's gonna be some very fun conversations. I might do the hot chip challenge and and torture myself. I, I, I got. I'm doing a goal for that. I'm doing a comment goal for that because I'm not burning my tongue and my and my asshole for free. Y- 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 y'all got to pay up in some type of way. Uh, hey, uh, uh, I got a song to play for you. All right, y'all. We gonna get a bite because uh, we not gonna. Be- I'm just saying. Yep. You take pride in beating the Giants. And man, hey, no. we beat a Super Bowl contender. I know you're not used the Giants. Okay, y'all. Before- I'm talking about <laughs> the Bengals. We the beat Bengals, the Bengals. The Bengals are gonna be gonna be bad this year. Um, but y'all, we got oh, really. Get oh, that's your excuse now. You- no, no, I I have not been impressed by the Bengals over these man, past three hey, weeks. I, I hope we play y'all this year. We, we do. I'm a realistic. I'm a realistic fan. We in the rebuild. We in the rebuild. Your team's supposed to be a rebuild, but always the Super Bowl bound. I don't get it. But, 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 but y'all. Look, look man. Just, we never said we were Super Bowl. I never said we were Super Bowl. No, bound. no. They're, they're a fan of that. You have Cons fans saying Super Bowl bound. Oh, but we are saving that for fr- for ne- for two Fridays from now. Right? Okay. Next All right. Friday. Okay. Next Friday. Damn it. <laughs> so I gotta get the ball rolling. All right, y'all. Well, it's been fun. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, any social media. We got a TikTok now. Go watch it. Just type in Bring the Popcorn. And if you want to email me any questions, comments, concerns, uh, or roast me, I'm, I'm, I'm used to that. Uh, you can email me at BringThePopcorn93 at gmail.com. Uh, Adam, where can people find you at? 
Uh, you can always find me on Facebook under Adam Sampson. I'll be the guy in all my suit. And Mr. Ryan, where can people find you at? Uh, find me Twitter or Instagram, Portable Rye, R-Y. Uh, and, um, all right. And also, all right, guys. And also, uh, look out for this man. He's trying to break. He's he going to be a comic book writer. He's going to be a comic writer. Keep a lookout for it. But y'all, y'all know what we do. It's late. I'm tired. It's Tuesday, but well, no, it's Wednesday now. Uh, right. Whenever you guys come to these reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, y'all. We out of here. Out. Peace. Raider. <laughs>